is Raph. I am playing Grinna, a barbarian human, uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I, um, I'm playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, a bit of an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinna. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tithla un- under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm Owen, the dungeon master of our Curse of Stride campaign. Hello! Hello! Hello, everybody! Welcome to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen, and I am the dungeon master of our brand new Curse of Stride campaign. We are going to be doing our session zero tonight. Before we do any of that, though, we should introduce the lovely players who will be joining me for our ongoing campaign. Raph, could you please introduce yourself? And then I'm going to go in order as your images appear on the screen in front of me. Yes, hello. I am Raph, uh, Raphael. I've been playing D&D with Owen for a while now. Brizzy-based. I like shenanigans. That's very true. Yep. And you yeah. might recognize Raph, uh, who's been playing a guest character in the Tyranny of Dragons campaign, most recently the Tabaxi Warlock Shivers. All this right. is and true. We also have with us tonight, Tom. G'day, um, I'm Tom. Um, <clears throat> have played as a guest a couple times on the uh, previously mentioned Tyranny of Dragons campaign. Um, I've played a couple games with uh, run a campaign and been in a campaign with Haz. Um, and done a little one shot with uh, Owen along the way. Um, we did Brizzy a Christmas Base. special, Christmas special one shot. Yeah, yeah, Grinch inspired themed one shot. That was awesome. Um, we almost killed his dog. <laughs> it was almost. Terrible. Um, <laughs> Grinch and dog survived. So really, yeah. it's, that was a good way to end it. Yeah. Not any IRL dog. No, 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 no. We <laughs> should stress. Should stress. Um, and uh, obviously, yeah. For those of you who've been watching the Tyranny of Dragons, uh, Tom was playing uh, Baldor for a while. Uh, along with uh, another one of our guests who we'll introduce soon, um, Haz. Hello, I'm Haz or Harrison, Doc, Dr. Harrison Hodge. Yes. <laughs> he finds a way to sneak that <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I've yeah, I've been a guest on Tyranny of Dragons and very, very briefly towards the start of the Avatar campaign. What was the, what was the title of that campaign? Uh, Embers of War. Embers of War, that's right, yeah. You played yeah, a sandbender. It was really cool. Besides the the times Tom generously DMs for me, I'm typically the forever GM, so it's it's good fun to get the player time in. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, something I'm yeah, quite jealous of. <laughs> it's actually this this campaign Curse of Stride was inspired after I was a, able to, to participate in a single episode of a Curse of Stride campaign and then that campaign kind of hasn't just because oh, people yeah. are busy and things have happened, so I got a single a single session in. I was like, "Yes, I'm going to be a player." No, no. <laughs> that's okay. Whatever. That's Apologies right. for that, Owen. That's okay. It's all right. It's not your fault. But that leads us nicely to the person who allowed that campaign to fizzle into nothingness. Jared. Would you like to- <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, 
Yeah, so first time sort of uh, players for um, Lost Archives. Really looking forward to getting in. So it'd be good. Yes. Now, Jared obviously is one of the main <laughs> cast members on our Tyranny yes. Dragons campaign. There's been playing uh, Jin for the last sort of like 50 episodes or so. And before that, played a little shit called Emmerich. Um, I think that's the best way to describe yeah, Emmerich's character. And, uh, no, but yeah. I'm really... Really looking forward to playing Curse of Stray. Like I've just, always, I've never had a chance to play it, and I, I, I think it's going to be really, really fun. I hope, well, no pressure. Time, I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> I, I dead said thought I completely misremembered knowing you, like from previous streams <laughs> for a second. There. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, that's fine. You, you were only like, guesting with us like recently. Has. You were only here like a couple of episodes ago as a carny. <laughs> I thought I thought. I had to, I, I just thought right, guys. Then he said he hadn't looked shit. <laughs> no, that's pretty oh, funny. Oh, okay, I got him. I trolled him again. I did I did it in the other game as well. <laughs> and last and certainly least uh, is Jacob. <laughs> uh, hello, I guess I'm the least Jacob. Uh, I've been playing D&D for five or six years or something. Mostly DM. I have played through one campaign. It was the Curse of Strahd, so... I already know how to do this, so we've got this unlocked. We'll win. Yeah, <laughs> and and Jacob's and been brought I'm... on because he's a metagaming piece of shit. Like he metagames so hard. Absolutely, that's it. Like he's there mm. with the. He's got the book on his lap. He's got it open. He's ready. Um, well, I've got three monitors here. One's you. Yeah, and the exactly. Other's just the book. Just plus the, book. the physical book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and I was playing as the fan favorite KC for a couple episodes. Yes, you were. Yes, yeah, you um, you guested with uh, with Tom actually as a, as a guest character on the Tyranny of Dragons. Um, that actually, you being a metagaming shit leads really nicely into, uh, for those of you who are familiar with Curse of Strahd, he's not, I should say, for those of you who aren't aware of Jacob and I's <laughs> dynamic, I probably, I realize that our dynamic might be new to some people. Um, we have this thing where we're really mean to each other, but we don't mean it. We mean the opposite of that. So when I tell Jacob he's a piece of shit, I'm actually telling him I really love him. Yeah, but also Owen and I have only met each other physically three times. Yeah. So it's even better. It is. Exactly right. There's a there's like, a line where we're not sure when we're joking sometimes. It's it's really fun. Um, keyboard warrioring just taken up another level. Exactly. Uh, now, I, that leads us really nicely into the changes. So for those of you who are familiar with Curse of Strahd, there is going to be a lot of new stuff here for you. I have rewritten quite a large part of the module. I have changed around... <laughs> some character backstories, some character, um, I would say, desires and goals and aspirations, and also changed some of the uh, locations a little bit as well. So even if you're familiar with the Curse of Strahd module, there is going to be a lot of fun things here for you to watch, and new things, more importantly. Um, this is not just Curse of Strahd. This is Lost Archives Curse of Strahd, and it is going to be very, very spicy. Um, it, that is, that's all our, our players introduced. I know, exactly. Um, that's all our players introduced. So we, we're actually doing our session zero tonight. So if you're wondering why it's quite an informal setup, um, it's because we haven't started the campaign yet. We're actually going to be doing character creation. Now, for those of you who are watching uh, on the stream, you've already noticed that there are character arts and names. That is all the players have been allowed to give me, uh, along with race and class. That's it no more because we're doing the rest of it here tonight with a new version of a session zero which i'm also trying out for the very first time um nightbot's actually got my back right now in the chat there is a link to our wiki page all of the homebrew rules and all of the changes that i'm making that i'm allowed to let players see at the moment are up on our wiki as things go on and changes are discovered by them i will be adding them to the wiki for them to see and for you guys to see as well but if you want to know what homebrew rules we're playing with tonight, um, I'm going to go through them really briefly now, and then we're going to start doing our character creation. 
Um, so the first one that I should go through is critical hits. Um, normally when you roll a critical hit, a 20, uh, you double the dice damage or you roll extra dice. You double the dice that you're rolling. We're doing a slightly different version of the critical hits, which is called better criticals or improved critical hits. Um, it's actually inspired by Chris Perkins' modified version of critical hits. Basically, when you get a critical hit, you roll the damage and then you add the maximum number that you could have rolled again. So it's a way of making sure critical hits always hit hard and feel very satisfying is what I'm going for. Here's the thing though, you don't just get this. Creatures, monsters, NPCs in the world, they also get this, which means that when you guys get a critical hit against you, it's gonna hit a bit harder than what you might be expecting. So- My wizard it... is scared. <laughs> yeah. He's really scared. Yeah, so double-edged sword. When do we get to play our veto card? on a rule the, that we don't like. veto card. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. When does that come into this? So I've actually not given those out. That's actually not part of this. Um, oh. yeah. Sorry, I brought my own. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's convenient. You can sit hold with that down. and you can hold on to it and enjoy it. And you can keep that. <laughs> um, tool checks. There's another one that's really quick and easy. Um, you can actually tell me with tools which ability you want to be using for them. So one of the things with tool checks that I don't really love in the DM's guide or in the, the standard D&D rules is that some of them are tied to ability scores, some of them aren't tied to anything. I like it actually being up to you. So for example, if you wanted to make a skill check using your alchemist supplies and you go, hey, my character's going to be mixing things very, very carefully, following very precise directions, measuring very, very tiny amounts of items, that might be a dexterity check. And you might say, I want to use dexterity for this role because I'm being very precise in how I'm doing it very careful. You might say, no, I'm actually going to be using logic and careful knowledge of chemistry to make my own concoction, I want to use intelligence. So with your ability checks and tool checks, you can actually tell me which of your abilities you would like to use, justify it, and if the justification makes sense, you get to use that tool, plus your proficiency if you're proficient in it for those roles. So it gives you the ability to modify the tools a little bit more. So for example, with lockpicking tools, normally that's a dexterity check. You could very easily argue it's a wisdom check or a intelligence check. Wisdom because you are using your understanding of locks or a long experience with locks to open it or intelligence because you're examining the lock figuring out how it works and then using the lock picking tools to unlock the door um that's probably the the easiest way to describe how we do those the next thing which everyone who has seen the lost archives before is familiar with is my lasting injuries table this is a massive massive table that has every single damage type on it and when you are knocked to zero hit points you must make a constitution saving throw. The DC is equal to the damage that you received on that blow that knocked you down to zero. And if you fail, you take a lasting injury. And that lasting injury is uh, determined by a roll of a d20. And um, some of these can be quite bad. For example, if you were to roll a one after taking some acid damage, uh, you would be blind as the acid melts your corneas. Um, some of them are super mild. For example, if you rolled a 19, you'd only have very shallow acid burns and you just have some minor manageable temporary pain no significant impairment no lasting injury um these can be quite brutal uh we've i think we had Mira lose an eye during one of our earlier sessions <laughs> way back in uh, tyranny of dragons they can be pretty brutal um raf you got an injury recently didn't you you got a lightning based injury i believe yeah it was a burn wasn't it it was yeah it was just a bad burn i mm. don't think anything crazy happened with that one yeah so um try not to fall to zero hit points, more so than you normally try not to, is my advice. The last one, which is brand new to Curse of Strahd, is Sanity and Madness. Now, this rule set I've come up with is um, 
we were talking about it just before. It's based a little bit on the one in the DM's guide. It's based a little bit on Vampire the Masquerade and a little bit on Curse of Cthulhu. Or Call of Cthulhu, sorry. Not Curse of Cthulhu. Call of Cthulhu. Um, what we're doing is you are making a sanity stat, a custom skill set um, that is 10 plus your wisdom or intelligence modifier plus your constitution modifier. That is your maximum sanity. And that's what you start at. You start saying, when you fail rolls by certain amounts, that sanity starts going down. And the further down it goes, madness lies. Uh, when you fall below a 10, you are going to be taking a short-term madness. Below a uh, 8, I believe it is. No, sorry, below... Uh, yeah, below an 8, you'll be taking a long-term madness. And if you drop below 5, you're looking at an indefinite madness. If you drop to 0, you are insane. And your character is now under the DM's control until that madness is cured. You can recover sanity points by resting, by um, helping people, by um, facing a phobia and actually staring it down and overcoming a fear. Um, so there are ways to recover your sanity, uh, but yeah, because we're heading into the lands of Barovia, a very scary, awful place, uh, it felt very fitting to give an extra sense of horror to the campaign. So yeah, if you, if you want to use any of these homebrew rules, um, they're up on the wiki. I'll chuck the link in the video description or the podcast description if you're listening to this recorded. If you're watching us live, um, Nightbot, who's got my back, has already put it up in the chat, so you can click on that and you can access the wiki right there. Um, that's pretty much it for the homebrew rules that I run that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, let's start doing some character creation. So... We're using a reworked version of Session Zero. The aim of this is basically to try and keep an element of role play while we're doing character creation. Um, it can be a bit jarring, I find, mm. having a Session Zero where everyone goes away, makes their characters, and then comes with a fully fleshed character, and there's no synergy, there's no connection, the characters all just come in from different points, and it's kind of like trying to met, get a party to work together. Sometimes that can be a bit tough, especially with... I mean, we've all met those D&D players. You know who I'm talking about. None of these guys are that guy. But... I also thought this would be a fun time to try this out. And it kind of oh, gives us... Is that why you normally DM and not play? It's, you're it's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I actually... I should say the very last character I played with Jared before the Curse of Strahd one, I, um, there's something wrong with me. I played a, um, a half-elf, <laughs> a half-elf bard warlock multi-class with Mask of Many Faces and the Actor Feet. I literally oh. was just playing a DM in the game. I just disguised <laughs> myself as every character. I sounded like every character. I, I don't know what's going on with me, but I was like, oh, I've got the opportunity to play a character. I'm going to be the DM in game. <laughs> it's just, it's a problem, man. I have a problem. Um, but yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, you got me. Uh, yeah. So what we're going to do, I'm actually going to do a little bit of a introduction, a little bit of a story beginning, and then we're going to come on in and start the session zero. So let's begin. The Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the lands of Nostea. Each of you has been contacted by Azur, one of the founding members of the guild, with an invitation to come and interview for a new team being set up under Tempest's banner. Travelling to the merchant city of Oxenfurt, located on the west coast of Oceania, you quickly find your way to the Night Hall, an impressive three-storey manor house that now houses the guild headquarters. You're not too surprised to find others there waiting as well, most likely your future team, or future prospective team. Azua meets you at the gate and brings each of you through to an opulent sitting room. Standing just over six foot and dressed in elegant orange and yellow robes, Azua is warm, friendly and excitable as he talks you through the plan. A request had come through that requires some specialist knowledge and skills which the Tempest Guild currently lacks. Luckily, however, Azua has been able to locate all of you 
people he feels would be perfect for the job. A ruined town called Dowerbridge has been the source of much rumour and fear recently. The town, having burned down during the ruin, now overgrown with weeds and thickets, has been abandoned for very, very long, as, as long as living memory can go back. Recently, however, a band of adventurers boasted loudly about a hidden treasure they had discovered there, a treasure they would shortly be returning with. Days and then weeks passed, with no sign of these adventurers returning from what should have been a two-day trip. Another group was sent to investigate, but they have also mysteriously vanished. One of their number, however, had injured his leg on the trip and so had been unable to enter the town with the rest of his team. Upon his return to Oxenfurt, he described a large, dark manor house surrounded by thick fog rising above the ruined buildings in the centre of the town. His friends seemed to have an easy time of entering the manor, but once inside, never returned. Sufficiently spooked, the man quickly returned to Oxenfurt with a tale spread like wildfire through the city. Azua wants to know if you're the right people for the job, to investigate and ideally locate and return the missing adventuring parties alive and well. What could possibly go wrong? So, I'm not gonna get trapped anywhere. you've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> so, here is how things are going to work. Um, as you are all welcomed into the room together as a team, Azua, a humanoid, a human looking man uh, with orange and yellow robes, <clears throat> standing here about six foot tall, brown hair slicked back, quite muscular, um, almost like bursting out of his, his robes, his very clearly monk robes, um, opens the front door. Ah, oh, welcome, yes. Come on in, come on, come, 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 come. It's so good to see all of you. Please come into the sitting room. Oh, I've got so many questions to ask. I'm very excited to meet all of you. Come, come, come. And he gestures you all through. As he does and sits you down, I'd like each of you to go around and describe your character and tell us your character's name. And we'll go in the same order we did before, because why not? Actually, let's go reverse order. Starting with the least. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to be our thing. I'm sorry. Jacob. Would you like to describe your character and introduce us to her? She is a goblin. She obviously short, about half the height of a normal person, so a few feet. Um, I mean, what is normal? We're really? a normal I mean, that's, that's person. A normal. <laughs> I can say that. That's our word, right? <laughs> uh, wearing childlike clothes, but they are human in nature. Childlike, probably just for the fit. Um, has a bow slung across her back, um, and that is Tithla. Fantastic. And Azua turns towards you, goes over, would you like to say hello as Tithla in, in her voice? Or do you want to wait and we can do that once you've had a bit of a chance to... Maybe let's go around. Let's okay, 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 okay. That's, a, that's very fair. Uh, Jared? Um, so, yeah, so as we all enter and sort of take a seat, uh, my character... Um, for all intents and purposes, everyone uh, looks like a human, um, medium length, sort of white hair, but you don't really see that. It's only sort of coming out the bottom because he wears like a quite sort of like a, almost like a cowboy hat, sort of. I don't really, maybe like an Akubra, sort like of like for Aussie maybe. listeners. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, pale skin, uh, does have red eyes though, which is interesting. Uh, six foot, um, yeah, reasonable, like, sort of mm. build, uh, yeah, and wears sort of, like, a nice overcoat, has some, like, sort of leather belts and other such accessories and little bags and pockets and stuff. Um, but otherwise, for now, doesn't look too... There's nothing too crazy right now. Does have a bandana on as well, and 
has like little black glasses he wears. Absolutely. And has. Hello, I am Theodore Ursa. <clears throat> I think I'm probably going to cut the accent pretty pretty quick. Um, <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Only so long I can. Hello! Um, you silly English knickets. Um, no, the- Theodore is a is a large, tall satyr, um, dark brown fur skin, um, with some darker brown horns that cur- curl around his his lower face, wearing loose fitting fitting clothes and a, a fairly jovial um, kind of disposition as he's clickety clacking his little hooves in, into the building. I like clickety clacking. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I mean the the marble flooring of the the night hall as you begin walking along, it, it does make a bit of a click clop. Yeah, yeah there's been some upgrades since uh, since your character saw the night hall. But, but yeah. for you guys, Jesus, Tempest Guild's getting just... getting bougie. Oh yeah, Tempest Guild getting bougie. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I forgot to say Tem- my name by the way. I'll just you did quickly interject. Uh, Luther, sorry. Continue, right. Tom. Tom. All right, next you see um, a, uh, what looks to be mostly human, but is actually an Asimir. So sort of a human who's been touched with a little bit of celestial sprinkled within him. Um, he is probably like 5'8". Um, so he's got blonde hair, like white. It's a bit more radiant, I could I could say. Uh, and he's got white pupils which sort of stand out. Um, Caucasian skin and a little uh, goatee at the front, which is, uh, not with the styles of the town you think you see it and it's not you know it's like oh okay that's a little bit different we'll see if he can pull that off um as he would have he would have walked in and seen the marble ground and um been like uh, sort of intrigued by that um the disposition is uh not um <clears throat> not boasting he's uh, he's a bit meek uh and he's got his cloak and stuff on and he, he's got a book by his side and he's clutching onto that one fairly um fairly strongly um so, yeah, some of a wizard disposition. Did you say your character's name, Tom? I can't remember, sorry. Oh, no, um, his name is uh, Jonor. 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 Jonor, Jonor. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I found about the history of that song for the very first time. It's like, it's literally just her telling off this woman who, like, slept with her husband. It's just... Yeah, but it's, it's like, pretty overt about it's that. It's pretty no, overt. That. In my mind, I'm like, there has to be a metaphor here. No, no, no. It's just... No, no. No, no. Just turning her pain into art. Uh, Raph. <laughs> That's country music for you, though. That's yeah. country music. Yeah, right. There's right. no sheep, it's dry. Um, would you like to... <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Help me, please. Uh, <laughs> you see uh, probably about six foot five, um, naturally fit, naturally built, but kind of turned to flab now. Um, he's probably early very early 40s late 30s uh human man um unshaven very kind of grizzled um he's got like this hand rolled dog end um cigarette sticking out of his mouth he's covered in scars he's got like just nose broken many many times he's got scars everywhere um looking around the room fairly kind of shifty and tentatively he's got these tiny little um glasses on as well like these tiny little round lens uh little wrap over your ear wire jobbies hey. um and 
<laughs> no, but these, unlike, unlike the dark glasses, these are, just seeing. These are like magnifying. As, oh. as, you, as you look, you can see okay. underneath, they make his eyes look quite large because they're sort of about a plus three, plus four reading glasses. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, um, I've got to use my expertise somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's got kind of like a duster slash trench coat slash oil skin looking coat over him. Um, you don't see any weapons. He doesn't seem to be carrying anything. He's just coming in. He's got very scarred, big hands um, that always seem either closed or clenching. He doesn't seem at ease or able to stay still. Uh, and he's also got a massive scar across his neck, like a big, nasty one. Uh, and his name is Grinner. Well, I mean, his nickname oh. is Grinner, we should say. Oh, is, right. Yeah, people yeah. call him Grinner. Grinner. <laughs> Alrighty, as Azua sits you all down and gets your names, gets a bit of an idea about who you are, um, it's, well, oh, it's, it's so fantastic. I, 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 I'm very pleased that all of you answered my, my invitation. It, it's, it's, I, I'm not going to say unexpected, but it's so good that you could all make it here. Was it, was it a tough journey? Did any of you meet any trouble on the road? Was it fairly safe as far as you, as far as you know? And this is a time where no, you guys right. get to decide whether or not that was. It's up to you. You tell me if you think it might have been a bit of a tough journey. If you're from, if you want to be from Oxenvert, from this city, that's entirely up to you as well. Um, this is where we jump over and start to explore the world from your character's perspectives. Exactly. So that I'm not just throwing you in the deep end. So Oxenvert, this city is on the uh, west coast of Oceania. A massive trading hub with airship docks. Probably the largest airship docks in Palin. Uh, sorry, not in Palin. In, in um, Oceania, even larger than the capital city of Palin. There are a myriad of small towns around here. If you wanted to be from a city, Oxenfurt or Palin would be the two biggest. Um, Palin, the capital, Oxenfurt, this uh, merchant city right nearby. Any of the towns, um, let me know and I'll, I'll give you a town name. Not that it's very important. Because um, there's just, I've got so many, I've got an infinite number of towns, uh, literally. <laughs> so that's not as vital. Um, but yeah, just at this point, it's free flowing. Jump in. Monsieur Azur, um, you once I left the forest, it was honestly a bit daunting. The the roads south of, of Oxenford could be perhaps better patrolled. Uh, yes, I, I've I've, mess- I've 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 said this before, and I'll say it again. I think we need to be patrolling the wilds a bit more. I I didn't realize you were in the forest. I, I'm very surprised the message got to you in one. Oh, yes, piece. I am a druid, and I speak for the trees. <laughs> nice. That's well. That's fantastic. I. Did we, did we send message via tree? I, when I contacted the Arakokra Messenger Guild and, and said I was looking for some skilled individuals, they didn't really ask many questions. I, 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 I patrolled the trees. The birds delivered the message. I come. It sounds important. Yes, well, I can hear the alarm of importance sounding in the background. <laughs> Very true. That's, uh, that's fantastic. There's some bards outside. Ignore them. They, they're playing the triangle at all hours of the day. Um, well, it's, it's fantastic. I, I'm pleased to hear that you got here in one piece, despite the trouble on the roads. Ah, Coming from the forest, this must be a bit of a bit of a shock coming to, to Oxenford. I hope that that s- sort of shabby man outside with the wizard hat on didn't accost you and try and sell you some fake magic beans. Oh uh, well, he did. But when I mentioned I have none of this um, money, he promptly told me to what was the expression? Get fucked. Yes, I believe. that does sound like him. <laughs> yes, I'm not too surprised. Well, um. What I'd like to go through with each of you is your your skill sets. I'd like to know a little bit more about what sort of things you might be good at. I understand that um, each of you obviously comes from a a professional, from a a degree of training or experience. Um, 
take me through what sort of what sort of things have you been trained in? What sort of specialities do you have? And are there any particular abilities that you're quite quite proud of that you've spent some time honing in your in your time in the world? And we're going to go through in order again. This time we'll go reverse order once more. We'll go back to Raph. Um, this is where you tell me your class and also um, what type of abilities you would want to be proficient in. And then we're going to go to the next step and go through your backgrounds based on your proficiencies that you wanted to to have. So we're literally going to we're going to go the opposite direction. Rather than picking a background and then having those proficiencies, you tell me what proficiencies you want. We're going to make one of the backgrounds fit, fit that. Cool. Okay. Um, I think that Grin is probably just going to look him dead in the eye and light another rolly, which is still kind of a dog end, like off the original dog end. For some reason, his rollies just originate as dog ends. Um, and um, just flick the other one onto the marble floor and take a big drag. Um, the... Right, so proficiencies. So first off, class. Let's class. tell me your class. Uh, yes, uh, I am a barbarian. Fantastic. And for proficiency, so these are things like your skills that you would like to be proficient in. So um, obviously when you choose barbarian, that gives you some class <clears throat> um, skill proficiencies. But what <clears throat> other things would you like to be proficient in? What other skills would you be wanting Grinner to be particularly good at? Um, so if we pull open your uh, character sheet here. Yes. We can see I that think, you are... Oh, so you go. Yep. I think insight, um, deception. How many do I get? Uh, so essentially pick two to begin with. Okay. Insight and deception. Okay. So insight and deception are the two that you would most like to have access to. So let me quickly write those down. And this is this is how we're going to sort of like go back and essentially we'll, we'll get through and build your, your background based on that. So we're looking for insight and deception. Not typically your barbarian skills. I like it. Mm. I like it. Uh, alrighty, next up we will move to Tom. Or Jonor, I should say. I better get used to calling you character names. Yeah, uh, my name is uh, Jonor. So if you can uh, work that one, that'll be uh, Azura. My name is uh, Jonor. Um, it's lovely to meet you. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here. I'm sure that I'm... Uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I forgot your name before you just dropped a cigarette on the ground. It's okay. I'm sure you didn't mean that. It's, it's fine. Uh... <laughs> My name is uh, Jonor, um, and I'm really here just to learn about what makes people good. And uh, I'm not sure if any of you would have noticed, but uh, I do have a little bit of Celestial in me, and uh, I can cast some spell which comes out, creates a, uh, a fam like a Celestial Familiar, and I can create a, like a, an eagle which shows what, um, what my Celestial sort of being is about, so... Yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I like to say. <laughs> that's 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 pretty that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> are there any are there any uh, skills in particular that you, uh, you think you're particularly gifted at? Um, you said you were gifted uh, in magic, correct? I'm guessing you've got a bit yeah, of skill in I've, Arcana, maybe. Yeah, I uh, I have seen a few books in my time of uh, you know I didn't really play uh, in the fields as much, but I studied in the in the libraries, so I, I chose to be there, and um, I, I learned a lot about Akana, yeah, so I, I think that is uh, very suited. Okay, yes, yeah, so, so more more of a bookish personality. You've spent a bit more time studying, uh, being being studious. Um, I'm, has that come with any other type of skills, maybe um, history, religion? You said you said you uh, had a bit of a, a, a background in, in, the, in the church and the cloister. 
perhaps um yeah yeah i believe our religion would have been thrown into that one as well um you know uh, the the academics these days also kind of kind of scholarly as well so um yeah i can uh pull out i'm not going to say pull out of him but i might have heard one along the way okay so yeah quite quite scholarly pursuits very well very well uh all righty next up is has <clears throat> um Theodore just begins by just turning into a bear. <laughs> <laughs> as a as a level one druid, uh, what's the? Uh, oh, because you have you already selected subclass with druid? I don't think you have yet. I, I, you, so. you can still do. You, you can still. Wild you can shape, still wild shape, yeah. Oh, I thought the. the I'm probably not as a bear, but yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say, I think the challenge rating might be a bit tricky you know for bear. Going with it. <laughs> be like, you could be like. I don't know, like a smaller bear. Are you it's like a anemic bear? Like bear? A red panda. Like a puppy? <laughs> like a koala. A, cub? <laughs> a different kind of eagle just to flex on, on, on Jonah? Oh, yeah, an eagle. Yeah. An eagle's probably allowed. Uh, um, let me have a quick yeah, look and I, see. I, 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 I switch back out to, to converse. As there's only so much Scooby doing <laughs> that I'll, I'll subject the group to at the minute. Fair. Actually, um, can you even wild shape yet? I don't think you can even wild shape yet, man. Can I? Oh wait, no, I don't think he actually you can yet. You can't no? wild shape yet, you're only level one. Oof! Alright, well I don't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I <laughs> pretend to be a bear. I like to think he concentrates on it so hard and it just looks like he's like constipated. And then he's like, the veins sort of pop out and nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just him making that noise. That is Skyrim bear noise. Skyrimbear.exe. Balls that up. That's okay. Um... In that case, then maybe you could you could like hold your hand out and summon a little, a little small bundle of wildflowers, or, or grow some moss on a, on a wooden on maybe the wooden chairs. You place your hand in the wooden chair, and moss begins growing across the wooden chair, moss and lichen begin growing up the sides. I, as previously discussed, I go over and speak with the trees and converse with a small pot plant that I'm sure is in this now lovely marble lobby. Okay, perfect. I mean, so Love so it. you can you can obviously speak to plants. Everyone can do that, but you're not casting okay. the spell "speak with plants." <laughs> no. <laughs> so he just goes over and starts talking to a plant. The plant doesn't react, and Azul sort of looks and goes, "Yes, well, it's, it's a very unique skill. I've not seen many people. Not seen uh, uh, that's uh, Lyra will be very excited he, to talk to someone who can who can do plant stuff." Gerald here says he needs more water. Oh, really? I only watered him the other morning. Well, so, he, he wants thirsty little bitch. I'll make sure he gets some more later. <laughs> <laughs> I, as, I, as I try to persuade him that I can indeed talk to plants with ah, okay, transformed so into animals. Are you, are you a persuasive? Oh, I feel very persuasive. Are you a persuasive individual? Is that something that you're quite good at? Evidently so, Mr. Azur. Evidently so. Bonsoir Azur. Excellent. Uh, let me add persuasion. Is that something you would like to be particularly gifted in? Are there, yes. are, there any other, are there any other skills that you bring to the table? Obviously, being out in the wilds, I imagine you're quite good at surviving. You're still here alive, so... Well done, you. Yes, that would be the other one that I am skilled in. Ah, oh, indeed. Very nice. Survival. Dad, you said you could turn into a bear before. You mentioned to me about a bear. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, eventually. Oh, not, in fr- not in front of people. It's, I don't no, want to put no, you on the spot. I, I, I'm quite bear shy at the moment. Bear shy, no, of course, of course. I would not want to put you on the spot, so no, we'll, we'll move on to the next person. Uh, Luther, Luther, tell us a bit about yourself. <clears throat> now, I'm probably going to butcher his accent i haven't really come to a consensus on it yet but well i mean it's your, it's your accent choice so you can't really butcher it right like you could just Good say well, this is Good what point. he sounds like <laughs> i still haven't got to mine yet so don't stress but i haven't like settled on it yet anyway i sort of look him up i look him i look at azu and i'm like well 
Now see, that's... So I'm from Oxenford myself, but... Um, I haven't been traveling around the parts. I haven't really been here for a while. Um, so I myself am more of a marksman, a bit of a fighter. Um, but you sort of look at him and... Currently, he doesn't actually have any equipment because we haven't obviously done our equipment yet. But exactly. um, <laughs> yep. you do notice that he starts sort of like playing with like almost like you know how to play with the coins, but he has like a bullet instead. Um, hmm. And he looks around. He looks a bit more like a hint of embarrassment sort of comes when he says, "Well, see, I travel around, and um, well, I had guns. I don't currently." I lost them uh, in some other part of the world and such. I'm sort of more of a traveler. Oh, fire, fire hands. I've heard about these. They, they, they use that the, the black powder to make um, projectiles go Yes. Yes. You, you've I, heard of them. Yes, I have. I imagine you need to have quite a steady aim to, to use those. I hear the kickback on those can be quite uh, quite intense. Bit, bit unlike a crossbow. Yeah, quite. Well... Yes, so I'm, I'm sort of looking for uh, firearms in the future, but as it currently stands, I don't have that at my, my disposal. So, I'm here as I am right now, but i got other things I bring to the table. I've been sort of moving through the world, and sort of I've done some work around towns, sort of investigating some um, problems, and a bit of a problem solver, I admit. Ah, so sounds like you're quite a keen investigator. Yes. Yeah, Indeed. of sorts. And I imagine having to, to solve people's problems, quote-unquote, you, you might sometimes need to employ the use of stealth. That I do, when need be. Um, but he, he's also flicking with the... Uh, the bullet still, so ah yes, towards. so quite keen, keen with your fingers. I did, I did have slide yeah. ahead down. I'll add, I'll add stealth as a as a backup then. Investigation though, like I think, because like the way I sort of see him is like lived in Ox, lived in Oxford for a time, and he's been traveling around the around the world. Yeah, indeed. Um, well, but very, yeah, very so marksman. Yeah, so I'm looking for a weapon. Um, might do a crossbow for now until I can get. Uh, another gun or so. Indeed, well, we we might be able to help out with a fire hand at some point in the future. We don't have any now, I don't think. Uh, but but um, some, I'm sure we can. I can have a chat to Professor Griswold, and he'll see if he can, he can put something together. I uh, sort of nod, tip my hat to him. Um, well, thank you. And you, so much. lovely lo lovely young lady, tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, hello. Um, nice. I uh, I've had to. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a ranger. I, I, excuse me all. And can you please pick up that disgusting thing you threw on the ground first? What? Are you yes. talking to me? Yes, please. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has not got off to a wonderful start, has it? I, uh... And then she'll go over and pick it up. And you got to hand it back no. to you. <laughs> I reluctantly put my hand out, kind of bemused by this tiny little goblin that's actually had the audacity to, <laughs> to do this. And I acquiesce. I'll take it off you. Well, she'll reach up and put it in your hand. He, he is sitting down, so it's not like six foot up you're reaching. Ow, but... that's... <laughs> yep. 
Sorry. Well, then she might just pop it on your lap then if you're sitting down. Yeah. Don't put it on my fucking clothes. Oh, he anyway. Didn't, he didn't mean that. I don't think he meant that. He's going to like have the smearing of the cigarette on your lap. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, maybe we can try this again tomorrow. <laughs> I, okay, great. Well, we'll come back. We'll come back tomorrow. I, Thanks so much, everybody. I hunt for, no, no. to feed my family. All right, we we they're not well off, mum and mum and pup. They try, they do their best, but they don't. Well, they're human, and I've got my nimble hands. So <laughs> I go out and I hunt in the woods and find some food and forage, and that's that's how we've survived. Ah, so I, so, I, I imagine you'd be quite good at tracking as well. Then you'd be you'd be quite gifted at that. I I. I don't like to big note myself too much, but yes. Okay. Yes, and and you mentioned you're quite nimble fingered. I'm, I'm guessing you're quite quite dexterous, quite um, quite clever with your fingers. Ah, uh, in that I can uh, hit the apple on Pa's head from from nearly a hundred ah, yards away. Ah, so so quite quite a keen eye then, quite perceptive. Very good shot. Very good shot. I can I can see that apple and distinguish it from his big red nose. Because you I, know indeed. how he gets after he's had a few meads. I, look, I, I, I have to say I, I do occasionally partake of some uh, some of the, the elvish brews that are around here. Very and they jolly. Can be, they can be quite potent. I, I don't get to have any of Daddy's juice, but that's okay. <laughs> Probably best if, uh, if you never refer <laughs> to it. Daddy's juice. Daddy's juice Probably best if you never refer to that uh, in that way. <laughs> Okay, I don't understand what's wrong with everyone oh, else, but that's okay. <laughs> so, um, previously I've had goblins be kiwi. Uh, this is better. It's, uh, less insulting somehow. Used? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had a few shiggies, but I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, yes. Well, and um, are there are there any other any other skills that we should know about? You mentioned obviously uh, quite quite keen, quite perceptive, quite uh, quite good at tracking. Any anything else? Well, any other skills? I'm, I'm also good at. Because we're quite poor, we don't have any money, so I sort of had to work out what herbs and and that sort of things ah, work best okay. together to maybe like put in a wound and yes, you know. natural natural bushcraft things like uh, natural medicines and things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm pretty good at. You know, you you wad them up, you go Doop! and spit in your hands and you crush it all up and you push it in. Ah, yes, I've I saw a ranger do that once. He had this weed that he called um, king's foil, and he chewed it up and then spat it in a man's wound. I mean, they, they died from his sword injuries. It was it was atrocious. I mean, they, but, but still, it, it looked impressive. And he and he, and he nodded. And she pulls like, out a little, she pulls like out a little notebook, and right, and you can see it right King's foil, and then put a line through it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, very interesting. Well, in, indeed. So it sounds like each of you have come from quite quite a quite a diverse range of backgrounds and and, and skill sets. Well, let's 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 stick with you, Tiffler, for a moment. So obviously, being quite good at survival. Perception and medicine. It sounds like you're spending a lot of time uh, out and about, um, spending a bit of time yep. traveling around. Correct? Would that be? Would that be? I, I think that's a fair assessment of who I've come as today. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, very, indeed. And are there any? Because um, I'm just having a bit of a look through my, my little guide here to, to help me sort of help classify people and figure out where they where they sit and what they're what they're good at. Uh, well, I don't any... think that we should really put people into categories. I think people should be able to just feel and and be whatever they want to be. Um, I, I hear that, and I counter I counter that with the bare necessity of uh, of doing my job um, and what I re- what I'm required to do as part of my part of my work here. Um, okay. 
Yeah. I'm not one to tear down the patriarchy, but okay. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's, fair. that's good. I that's think, good that um, you keep that in mind. I think what he wants is um, sort of like, what do you see yourself as? Not a category per se, but... Well, most of the mirrors are a bit high for me to see, so I struggle a little bit sometimes. Have, have a look through. So, so talking through your, your um, background in medicine and, and, and things like that, there are a couple of couple of uh, pathways that could lead you to that sort of level of uh, of proficiency. Would that would that be uh, would that be agreed upon? I I think that my strengths are in the hunting and providing of the food. Indeed. So more, you think shot? more of the survival, more the survival side of things is where you're. That's that's who I identify as on my insides. Okay, fantastic. Okay, that's very good to know. Uh, so in that case, then maybe uh, you consider yourself a bit of an outlander, maybe um, maybe a bit of a. Um, I, I, I guess fisher might work here. Someone who's got a bit of experience fishing. Uh, if you're good with animals, oh, I maybe, wouldn't maybe touch a those nasty king. fish. They nasty stink. fish? No, no, no nasty no, fish. No, I think definitely some sort of outsider, outlander. Indeed. Well, that sounds like a perfect fit for you. In that case, then. Uh, go ahead and on your on your character sheet, select Outlander from your drop-down backgrounds. <laughs> and she pulls out a little notebook and writes Outlander and puts Outlander. a big circle around. It. <laughs> Fantastic! I believe you've you've uh, you've travelled back in time to uh, Scotland in the early 1400s and participated in some uh, some romances there. Is that correct, Outlander? You know, very. Oh, my daddy says I'm too right. too too young to go on. How dates. old How old are you? I, sh- I feel like I should ask this question. <laughs> are you sure this I, letter wasn't meant to go to your parents? Yeah, yeah, I'm only like like 19. But I, we've had a very small village, and the two other boys there, well, they pick on me. <laughs> oh, I'm, that I'm very sorry goblins. to hear that. That's, that's well, so rude. Well, they're not goblins. That's why they pick on me. I'm the only one. You're the only goblin. How, yeah. Does goblins work like dog years? Is that how that is? So what, you're 19. Is that in normal years or what? No, we <laughs> goblins, we sort of... From what mum and dad have told me, goblins sort of just live until they get killed by people normally. Wait a <laughs> second. Is your... What, um, what are your parents? Well, their mum and dad, they're just people. Are they... Just people. Yes, but are they also goblins? Well, no, they're humans. They took me in. They found me when I was little. I only have very, very faint memories of back in the goblin horde. So you are like a stray dog for them? Wow. No, um, no, no. That's, uh, that's not what I, like. no, I feel like I provide more family. than a dog. Um, you, you get I the food, them, you, so you, you, <laughs> Dogs do not abandon their families, actually, so you're probably like more like a cat. Like a cat. <laughs> oh, very nimble. You, very you, nimble. You, you just say you bring back like dead animals sometimes. That does sound very cat-like, I have to say. That does. does. <laughs> you know what? Little Jasper's always served us well, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, Jonah, Jonah looks around to see that he's happy that he's been identified that way, and he's like, "Okay, he's not upset about that. That's fine. I don't intervene." <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's let's jump to Jared um, and to to Luther. Uh, Luther, you identified your skills as sort of investigation, sleight of hand, stealth. Definitely sounding more of an investigator style. Um, Set up maybe a uh, an X. Um, let me have a quick 
workbook here. So, yeah, I was going to say investigator or um, maybe what else fits fits with your little setup? Probably well, investigator is the closest. It probably is, like, because the way urban I bounty sort of hunter? vision, it could be urban bounty hunter, but like, I feel like he doesn't just focus on bounties. He does like a lot of. It's most like he travels around, sort of like taking on jobs. Um, that could have like an invest investigation nature. It could be maybe like sorting out a bounty. It could be, but it could be other things like dealing with some like minor problems around um, that a level one could sort of deal with, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he de definitely like travels around a lot and sort of just plies. He's almost like think of like a witcher in a way, but yep. um, definitely not a witcher and. Like, I don't walk in and everyone hates me. Well, I hope not. <laughs> well, I will. I, I mean, let's see what happens. Uh, so, yeah, okay. So, Investigator sure. works really well. Actually, before before we go any further, I should have I should have quickly touched on. So, with Outlander, um, your proficiency, you get proficiency in athletics and survival. You get a musical instrument. Uh, you get to pick a language. Did you have any uh, idea which language you'd like to pick, Jacob, for Tithla? Um. I didn't. I assume she would have common and goblin, and hadn't worked out the rest. Yeah, that's okay. So, so that's absolutely fine. Um, you can absolutely pick uh, another language. Just let me know which one you'd like to pick. But I'm just trying to think. I don't think there's anything you'd need to know about the various languages. Um, the only one you cannot pick. There is only one you can't pick, and that is giant, because there are no giants on Nostea. So there is no. There well, is maybe no... giant works better because it's a made-up language. Because it's a made-up <laughs> language. <laughs> um. I mean, it's not going to affect this campaign too much if you know Giant. Uh, it's up to you. You, you pick. That's all right. I'll have a look. Thank you. Okay, perfect. And you also get a star for hunting trap, a trophy from an animal that you killed, a set of traveler's clothes, and 10 gold pieces. Um, what uh, what trophy would you be carrying around? What animal would you have killed and what trophy are you carrying around? It would, it would be something small. It would be something simple. I think it would be along the lines of a rabbit foot, but it would be, like be interesting foot. because of there's a weird pattern on the leg. Okay. In the foot, not because more more because it's pretty than it's a boisterous kill. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Uh, and the Outlander comes with the feature Wanderer, which uh, lets you basically recall the general layout of terrain, settlements, and other features around you, and also find food and fresh water for yourself and up to five other people per day, which is convenient because there's four other people here with you. Yeah. So, it's so what? crazy. What? Um, Perfect. Now, so with your, remember, what we'll do is we'll get you to pick your personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws. You can use the ones that are suggested, or you can pick your own. We'll come back to them at the very, very end, just as a bit of a, a, a retouch. Um, so let's go through investigator really quickly. So Jared, the investigator comes with proficiency. You get to choose from inside investigation and or perception. You get tool proficiency, disguise kit, and thieves tools. You get a magnifying yep. glass. Evidence from a past case. Now, did you want me to get the horror trinkets table open? And we can talk yeah, okay. about... That awesome. sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, So the horror trinkets. Um, there are... Um, oh, wow. These are horrific. Oh, Jesus. There's a hundred of them. Do you want to roll me a D100? Oh. Let's, let's just let, it, um, let's just let okay. the D100 come in. And if you don't like it, we'll let, I'll, I'll let you roll again. 11. Our first roll's an 11. Uh, a wine skin that refills when interred with a dead person for a night. Hey! Hey! <laughs> you get so drunk they die. Wait, say that again. It's a wineskin that refills when it's buried or interred with a dead person for a night. That sounds so weird. Buried with a dead person. When you bury it with a dead person and then dig that person up the next day, the wineskin has mysteriously refilled itself. And I would know that that 
Yes. How did you <laughs> trial and error, mate? <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to roll again? There's a couple. There's, there's some, there are some pretty funny ones. There's um. I think this one's quite fun. Uh, a wig from someone. I rolled that one. That one. A oh, picture, not that one, but a one. A one. A picture you drew as a child of your imaginary friend. Um, there's also an urn with the ashes of a dead relative, um, a jar of pickled ghouls' tongues, uh, a, no- a noose that feels heavier than it should. I thought that's a nose that feels heavier than it should. I'm like, hmm, how does someone know how much a nose should weigh? Um, a little black book that records your dreams and yours alone when you sleep. Oh, um, well. A lantern with a black candle that never runs out and burns with a green flame. Mm. Be pretty cool. Uh, a mummified raven claw. Um, a pouch think, made of um, flesh. Flesh. I think I'd like to have one that sort of maybe draws from one of my like investigations. Um, that okay. one that might be like I could have stumbled upon it when I was sort of investigating like a like a like a town's like problem. Okay. In that case, then do you want to have it be maybe a um, a glove stained with blood from a murder inquiry, a murder you never were able to solve? Ah, okay. I'm sort of, like, holding it onto it even now, still trying to, like, sort of wrap my head around it. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe then, actually, well, let's, let's for a bit of extra, extra flavor, um, maybe it's actually something like a, um, an anatomical, so, a, a, like, an anatomical drawing of the injuries that killed someone. So maybe you've got, like, a, a report, a case file that you carry around with you that has the coroner's report in it, and it's also got some other details of the case. So maybe rather than just a trinket from the case, maybe it's actually, like, the half-finished case file uh, of a yeah, victim who cool. was... Okay. Perfect. We will have some fun with that later. Let me just write that down, that one of your things is a uh, an old case file that you carry around with you. Cool. Um, I want to I do this. I want to give all of you um, like an extra level of, uh, of investment in the world. So old case file is what you carry around with you. Okay. Um, and one that hasn't been solved. Yes, one that hasn't been solved. Yeah. And your character, uh, your, your uh, feature, your feature as an investigator is official inquiry. You are experienced at gaining access to people and places to get the information you need. Um, you can gain access to a place or an individual related to a crime that you're investigating. Um, those who aren't involved in your investigation avoid impeding you or pass along your requests. And law enforcement has firm opinions about you, either viewing you as a nuisance or one of their own. This will be really cool because you'll get the opportunity to actually set that based on your interactions with law enforcement. So we'll have that be something that organically happens. How you interact with law enforcement will determine how they see you. Sweet. Fantastic. Alrighty. Let's move on to Haz. Theodore. Oh, right. So having a look through your selected um, skills, you were looking at persuasion and survival, I believe. I think persuasion was a bit of a joke, but I've... I've well, well no, I, I did actually want my character to be quite persuasive. I realise I get that as a natural thing as a, as a satyr. Yeah. Um, so perhaps... Theodore is much more perceptive than I am and would have noticed that. Okay, fantastic. So you're looking for more of a per- perception style. Survi- yeah, perception, situation. survival. Yeah, perception looking out survival. for the forest. Absolutely. Okay, so perception and survival. Oops, sorry, I've just accidentally closed the window that I need. Perception and survival, we're looking more, if I remember correctly, more at things like sage, I think, from memory. That seems to fit quite well. Sage um, gives you, oh, that gives you a Kana in history. Sorry, that's not awesome. I don't know. Um, you're looking for perception and survival. Um, true persuasion, nature survival with a bloom student, perception survival. Let's just get all the survival ones, hey, and then I can see what's appropriate. Excuse me, Lumi. Um, 
Okay. Deception survival fey lost. Um, I reckon we could we could do that and you could switch it to perception survival. I mean, otherwise, otherwise deception, actually deception works fine. I'm sure I can get the perception otherwise. I mean I've been trying to see him into um, thinking I can talk to trees. Otherwise, Outlander, I'm happy to let you swap the athletics for perception from Outlander, so you can just do it as custom background. Although we've already got the Outlander feature. Yeah, I mean I I, I, I mm. fey, so I think that the, the Fey lost kind of works actually. Yeah. yeah. You grew up in the Fey world after disappearing from your home plane as a child. Yeah, this actually this works quite nicely. Deception yeah. survival. You get a musical instrument, choice of Elvish, Gnomish, Goblin, or Sylvan. Musical instrument, and you get three trinkets that we roll on the Fey Wild trinkets cool. table. Can uh-huh. you do that? Yeah. Could you please roll me three D one hundreds, please? And let's see your um see what you get. I'll just open up the Fey Wild trinkets table. Okay. Mark. Slash R, right? Uh, yeah, otherwise, if you go for the far left-hand corner of um, roll 20, there's a little dice icon above the question mark. If you click that, and then you can just click the D100 straight from there. Uh, so, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yep. Wait, yep. Oh, that's a D20, D12, oh, D10. Tom, you legend. That's a really, really good thing that you just sent me. Thank you. <laughs> do, 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 do. I Thank am you. struggling. Do you want okay. to do Do you want me to do it for you? No, I got it. You got it. All right, so 54. 54. You want uh, two so more? 54, yeah. 54 is a a red cap that droops down to one's shoulders when worn. Um, yeah. A I, painted I, I wooden key whose teeth change configuration at every dawn. I'll copy these into the uh, yeah. chat for you. Um, 54, did you say? Oh, sorry, 54. A mask yeah. that helps you remember your dreams if you wear it while you sleep. Cool. And the last one was 91. A tiny book of fairy tales. That's cute. That's I like that. There you go. There's your there's your three, uh, three trinkets, and your <coughs> Feywild. Your feature is Feywild visitor. Oh, sorry, is Feywild connection. Um, your mannerisms yeah. and knowledge of Fey customs are recognized by natives of the Feywild who see you as one of their own. Because of this, friendly Fey creatures are inclined to come to your aid if you are lost or need help in the Feywild. Uh, because we're not in the Feywild, yeah. I will make a bit of a spin on that to <coughs> suit Curse of Stroud and Barovia. So I will adjust yeah. that for you. Um, and the Feywild Visitor, you might have a, a Fey come and visit you. I'm going to switch that up for Curse of Stradish as well. All right, you'll do, you'll do something with it? I'll do something with it. Don't worry. Right, we cool. can do we can do things with that. And this is from the Wild Beyond the Witchlight, which is a really cool expansion. Um, Sweet. Awesome. Uh, next up. Oh, I'm about to sneeze. Let's see if I can mute it before it happens. Nope, it's still coming. I hate it when that happens, when it's just sitting there. Tom, can you tell us a little bit about Jonor? Now, Jonor... Jonor? Jonor? Uh, his name is uh, Jonor. Jonor. There we go, I caught it. Uh, Jonor, you were looking at arcana history or religion. Um, cloistered Scholar is probably going to be the best option for you. That yeah. gives you access to all of those. Mm. Uh, history, arcana, nature, religion, and you pick. You get history plus um, arcana, nature, or religion. So yeah, up to you which one you want to pick. You also get two languages. That's very nice. Um, um, so part of yeah. uh, Jonor is to, um, he's like, he's trying to understand good and evil, basically, in short. So I'm trying to choose the most, the, lang- the languages which are most evil he can find are the ones he are going to, he's going to study. Okay. So I thought that was um, Abyssal and Infernal, but yes. if there's any more evil ones, then, you know, um, Abyssal, Abyssal and Infernal will cover you nicely and you already yeah, get Celestial good. from your ASMR background. So you Yeah, so he's covered. got, he's got. Yep. Good and good and bad is what he's trying to figure out. Beautiful. That works really, really nicely. Um, as close to school, you get access to libraries. 
this could be interesting. Um, yeah, you have free and easy access to the majority of the library, not just in your library. I'm also going to extend that to... Um, Oh yeah, actually, don't worry, it says down the bottom, additionally, you're likely to gain preferential treatment at other libraries across the realms as a professional courtesy shown to a fellow scholar. So yeah, if you're able to share your scholarly insights or prove that you have a, um, a scholarly mind, you might be given access to uh, archives and knowledge which you might not otherwise have had access to. Very, he just very walks good. up with his big old book and just like slams on the table and everyone at the, at the library is like, oh damn. Damn, that boy's just put down a heavy book. Look That's at the a, size of that book. Oh my god. That's a girthy I, it's, bitch. It's weight. It's girth. <laughs> um, oh, there's veins um, on that thing. Uh, what? Yeah, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so all the uh, different like skills or proficiencies available there. Um, what, what are we sitting on at the moment? Because I think I already chose two of those ones. So, yeah, so with Cloistered Scholar, you get history plus your choice of um, arcana, nature, or religion. I think I already have religion and arcana. In that case, then you can grab nature, history and nature. Grab nature. Yep. History and nature is all yours. That's if you wanted to change that to a different skill, justify to me right, right now why you should have it, and I'll uh, I'll think about it. Um, so his purpose right now is to try to figure out, he's, he's on, a, on, a, on a mission to figure out the difference between good and evil. Yep. Um, and so he's like investigating what that yes. is. And so he's spending his time yep. like trying to figure that out. So that's oh, how and you're, you're a scholar. That. You should be good at investigation. If you're doing any sort of prolonged time researching, you'd have to get quite good at being able to investigate and analyze information. I'm happy for you to take investigation. That makes perfect sense. Sweet. And don't get, don't get nature. That fits really Thank nicely. You. All righty then. We only have one victim. I mean, player <laughs> left. <laughs> Uh, Grinner, Raph, would you like to tell us? So, Grinner, um, you were looking at um, insight and deception. Insight and deception. And we're looking at probably, I think that's a soldier. Reason behind or a, that. Mm. Yeah, reason behind that, exactly right, is um, soldier, uh, because you need to be able to be insightful for where the next attack's coming and you need to deceive your opponent. Yeah, so Soldier comes with Athletics and Intimidation. I'm happy for you to um, switch that to Athletics and Deception instead if you so decide. Okay, yep, let's um, do it. I'm happy to allow that because if you were working counterintelligence as a Soldier, Deception would be just as useful to you as Intimidation. So Soldier, um, you get Athletics and, in this case, Deception. You get a gaming set and you're proficient in a type of land vehicle. No, you're proficient in all land vehicles. Any land vehicle, you can drive it. This is good because um, one of the things that I gave the Tyranny of Dragons team very early on was a cart so that they could travel around and have somewhere to sleep, safe to sleep. I might Sweet. do something similar for you guys, who knows? Um, you also get an insignia of your rank, which I'm assuming has been torn off your clothing, if I uh, remember yeah. your character. Yep. Yes, he and, ripped that off quite a while ago. Yep, and a trophy taken from a fallen enemy. What would Grinna be carrying around? Trophy from a fallen enemy. I think it's going to be his glasses that he's got. Nice. Excellent. Um, you also get a set of bone dice, deck of cards, common clothes, and 10 gold pieces. Um, have you picked your um, speciality within the soldiering profession? Have you, have you I decided? I have picked nothing. That's okay. Um, so that's good. That's good. So the options are officer, scout, infantry, cavalry, healer, quartermaster, standard bearer, or support staff. You can roll a D8 or you can pick one of those. Uh, well... I think he was he's fairly frontline uh soldier he would have been infantry. Like right yeah infantry right on the line 
Excellent. Um, doing the heavy lifting. So we'll do yep. infantry. So you, your feature as a soldier, as an ex-soldier, is a military rank. So you have a military rank from your career as a soldier. Um, for mm -hmm. you, because you're probably not going to be keen to share your military rank, I'm going to change that to, rather than a military rank, I'm going to change it to military speak, military presentation. So the way you yep. hold yourself and the way you talk is someone who clearly has uh, a background working as a soldier or being a soldier. So people mm -hmm. will recognize that. Um, if they're from your former military organization and they recognize that you are from the same one, they are going to recognize your authority influence and defer to you if they're of a lower rank. But for other soldiers, um, they will, yeah, they'll, they'll be more likely to recognize that you are from a military background. Absolutely. So we're going to call it, yeah, we'll call it military background in this case. Cool. I am not able to find the page that we're looking at. Are you on Just in, in your, my... if you go to your character sheet and go to edit, um, and you can choose your background and, um, I can, I can talk you through that if you Over like. There. Description yes. is under if you're yep. doing the character builder on DD Beyond. Yes. Yes, there we go. I've got it. Uh, so it was athletics yes. and deception. Yes. Now, the other thing that each of you is going to do as well is allocate your skill points because we're doing uh, point by. Um, there's a couple of different ways to determine your stats and your skill points in DD. You can roll for them. You can um, do a standard array, which is basically, I think, 16, 14, 14, 12, 10, 8. If I remember correctly, um, a little different, I think. A little bit different. I think you get yeah, 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, 8. There you go. I don't love standard array. It's all right. I think it's fine, but I really love point buy because point buy gives you a pool of points, 27 points that you can spend to increase your stats to levels that you want to. It allows you to really customize your character, where standard array kind of locks you into, excuse me, as it would say, a standard array of stats. So. <laughs> If you haven't already done so, please feel free to go through and allocate your 27 points as required. Once you get above, I think it's 13, it costs two points for each level above that. So um, it does stop you getting too crazy with your with yeah. your stat allocation. Um, but yeah, I, I as, a, as a DM, I really love players using point buy because it, it controls better than rolling does. So it means everyone's on an equal playing field potentially, but it also allows for a greater degree of customer customization, character customization than standard array does. So I do recommend point buy for most most DMs and most players. I think it does give the best, best options available to people. So we've got our backgrounds, we've got our stats, starting gold and equipment. Now you can choose, um, Azure will present as part of this once you've had a bit of a chance to chat to him a bit more we'll present you with the starting equipment or you can choose to take the starting starting gold and buy equipment that you need um i think i've spoken already to some of you about this my preference would be going for the starting equipment don't worry too much about getting custom stuff yet there will be opportunities for you to access things that you might require if there's any specialty things that you're after but not straight away. So I do recommend going for the starting equipment. Often it is really good and it gives you everything that you need to get started in an adventure. Um, but let me know if anyone's thinking they want to go for the starting gold and buy specific things. Speak now. We'll see. I'll, I'll probably go starting equipment, but um, I will eventually go gunslinger with this dude. So yes. that's why I said I was in a combat and lost my guns and misplaced like them. So that's why that's because obviously I don't have proficiency in firearms yet until level three. Yeah. So that's my way of sort of saying, hey, I've lost my guns. I'll use like a crossbow for now and exactly. until I get my chosen sort of weapons then. Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Uh, awesome. Okay. Did anyone have any questions so far about anything that we've done or anything that I've said? 
The only thing I would add uh, is that um, I don't seem to be able to add deception instead of... I can uh, do Sorry, that athletics instead of the other thing. I can do that for you. You can make it a custom background. I'll do it, yeah, I'll do it right I, now for you. I can make it work. That's okay. I'm on it. Um, <laughs> that's super, super easy to do. Only a moron couldn't figure it out. Yeah, so I'll just do that right now for you. Um, were there any other questions while I'm here? Um, are we good to hit add on this starting equipment? Yes, you are. Please. When when my build inevitably falls completely apart, <laughs> yes. will, you, will, you, will you save me from this as I dump every physical stat? Um, so so here, here's, here's the situation. Um, a little bit metagamey, but I'm happy to share this. You are going to be starting off with an introductory adventure. I am not throwing you all into Barovia at level one. That is, that is cruel and unreasonable. We are instead going to start off going through a little adventure to get you guys up to level three before I throw you into Barovia, which is only cruel and usual, um, nice. which I'm calling Durst Manor, the exploration of Durst Manor. Mm, cool. So you do not need to be physically skilled to survive the first three levels. Good. Yeah. After that... <laughs> Do you mean in-game, or...? <laughs> um, that's up to you how you interpret that. <laughs> um, now, so, Raf, for this one, normally the mm. soldier background gives you um, tool proficiencies. Do you want to keep those same two tool proficiencies, or did you want to switch to a language instead? Because I can give you two skills and two tools, or two skills, one tool, and one language, or two skills? Uh, look, honestly, as a mercenary, this guy's probably picked up quite a bit of language stuff. Okay. So, yeah, I'll drop a tool and go a language. Two skills, one tool, one language. What tool proficiency would you like to keep? Um, did you want to keep the land vehicles, being able to being able to like ride a horse and cart? Do you want to keep the... Yeah. Um... I feel like that's going to be pretty convenient. I don't even know what you're looking at, but let's do that. Let's go for that one. Perfect. I'll add that right now. There you go. I've added you a custom background and I'm just adding your skills right now. So what are the skills you wanted? You wanted deception and insight? Uh, uh, yes. And uh, the tool proficiency inside was and acrobatics. vehicles land. And what language would you like to be able to speak? Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you now. I don't know your world overly well, <laughs> let's... Uh... Common, common languages. Elvish, Dwarvish. Very, very common. Um... Gnomish goblin, a little bit less common. Um, giant, non-existent. Uh, draconic, quite common if you spend a bit of time um, in Chiari, the draconic capital. Uh, Orcish, quite common as well. Um, they're probably the most common languages. If you wanted to study something a bit more out there, if you or maybe you had an interest in in uh, oh, deep speech, might work for you if you've been fighting monstrosities. Done deep speech it is there you go i have added that you now have your custom background and i'm even going to give you the starting equipment while i'm here as well would you like a uh, you get a great axe or any martial weapon i uh, am no no weapons thank you no weapons in that case then i'm going to mm -hmm. sell your weapon straight away and i'm going to give you the gold equivalent of it because you start Lovely. off with lots and lots of weapons i'm just going to give you the club and i will clear the glaive and the club and turn them into gold for you is that what you'd like lovely Yes, please. Alrighty, so the glaive is going to give you. Um, where's the cost? Sorry, bear with me two seconds. 20 gold pieces. You're going to start off with a lot of gold. Um, 
That's true. <laughs> so let's just add that right now. So you get 20 gold. And you also get, what was the other one I gave you? It was a club. One silver piece. That's less exciting, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're saying that a length of wood is uh, only one silver? And you also start with 10 gold pieces from being a soldier. So I will add that too. So you're starting off with 30 gold pieces. Not Ooh. bad at all. Delightful. Oh, and I better sell. Do you want me to sell your javelins too? Yeah, I don't want those. All righty. We don't want those. However, can I make a recommendation? No. Okay, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> so that it is easier for you to roll attacks with your improvised weapons. Maybe mm -hmm. you should keep some example improvised weapons in your inventory so that when you have to roll attacks, you can just click on them from there. I will change their names into improvised weapon large, improvised weapon medium, improvised weapon thrown. How does that sound? Sure. Yeah, if I'm that's going to make things easier for yes, you, please. Yes, let's do that. Yes, please. Okay. All right, we can do that. <laughs> I'm going to do that. So, for those of you who aren't aware, um, Raph has chosen human, uh, Grinner. As, as Azua turns towards you, I notice you're not carrying any weapons, Grinna. Are you? Do you not? Do you prefer not to wield weapons? I would have. I've given all that away. No, that was a long, long time ago. Uh, I don't. No. I, I just want to say that you were referred to me as being quite a uh, proficient fighter. I was told that anything in your hands could be a weapon. <clears throat> yes, I am a fighter. I am a good fighter, I am a good soldier, but that was a long life ago. If you need me for this job, I am there <sighs> unwillingly. Uh, <laughs> noted. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, no one's keeping you here. I, 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 I mean, I, I would love to have you on, the, on this on this task, and you were, as I said, very highly uh, recommended. Frankly, I need the money. Oh yes, I, I did. I did think that. Um, yeah. All right, so that is your simple improvised weapon, and I'm going to change your javelin to thrown improvised weapon. This is—I should have thought of this ages ago. This is a brilliant way of doing it. Well, because now you can just—you can just literally do this and click on it, and it's the same as if you having. Uh, and this this will be two-handed improvised weapon. You wait until I start throwing curly things at you, like lobbing bodies at people. No, that's fine because I've got the stats for it right now. I'm good to go. Well, I thought you meant like a boomerang. No, he doesn't use he doesn't use actual weapons. He uses improvised weapons. There you go. Throwing oh, curly things. Curly curly things. Yep. <laughs> curly fries. There we go. Specifically. There we go. Yeah, yeah. The best jokes are always explained. <laughs> I'll find that. Yeah. That's yeah. very true. Now, how is everyone going with starting equipment, with backgrounds? Is there anything else we need to do to get you guys set up? Um, yeah, I'm still dicking around with points and okay. for the ability scores. I haven't done my equipment yet. If you no, that's fancied okay. helping me with that whilst I can trying to work you. out how to optimize this to not die so quickly. At the do you want me to jump in and give you a bit of a hand with points? No, I, I can do the points. Okay. Um, I'll give you equipment in the background then while you're doing that, hey? Yeah. Um, would you like a wooden shield or any simple weapon? Um, if you're not very strong physically, might I recommend the shield? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm not planning on being a person very often as soon as combat rolls around. That's true. That's fair. That's very fair. In that case, then the weapon doesn't mean much to you either because you get you no, get a weapon and a shield, basically. Probably take the shield then, just to, just in case. Maybe a maybe a sling or or something for. Um, unfortunately, you're not great at throwing things, so you can have a you dagger, be... a club, a great axe, a hand axe, a javelin, a light hammer, a mace, a quarterstaff, sickle spear, or a yikwa, which is spelled Y K L W A. Give me the you killer. <laughs> what even the fuck is that? <laughs> hey, what is that? 
Ah. Oh. oh, it's like a it's like a climbing spear. Yeah, well, we're de- definitely taking that. That's it's a it's a three foot awesome. three foot long wooden staff with a steel or stone blade up to eighteen inches long. It kind of looks like a pickaxe on a on a. And it's oh, a, it has, those things. It's oh, thrown. It's it a is. thrown weapon. You have you have to throw it. Cool. <laughs> run. Sorted. You okay. Can't done. Possibly you, use it any other way. You have a, you have a look a lookwilla. Um, okay, as, you're, as your druidic you focus, use weapons though. You could use like a quarter staff as a walking stick. And then you've also got shillelagh as well if you need it. Just a heads up. If you take that spell, which allows you to attack with your staff and add your proficiency to it, because oh, as we've discussed, you're not turning into animals just yet. So can you stuff. can you do like horseshoes and just yeah, just kick, kick people? people? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I can ram. I do have ram as he does a, have ram. He as, does as have ram. Headbutt people. That's that's it. Shillelagh your horns and away you yeah. go. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? You, you get a druidic focus. One of the druidic focuses is a wooden staff. I'm happy to allow you that right, for your walking right. stick. And then, All right, sure. And then do you still want the yikwila? Y- yikwila, we are, yeah. Yikwila. I need to know how to pronounce that before I get in trouble. No, you I don't. Mean, no, I think you nailed it. Yikwila. It's yikwila. It's pronounced yikwila. There you go. You're cool? You're cool. Yeah, it's pronounced yikwila. Yeah. It's a probiotic. It's great. <laughs> um, music, musical instrument. Uh, musical instrument, my friend Theodore. Um I mean, I don't want to go in for the classic pan flute because you're a Satan. Um, I've already, I mean, I got the, I took um, horn and song horn. So I got another one for being fading. It's going to be. You get a third instrument. Which instrument would you like? <laughs> oh Any my God, horns? you're doing the epic sax guy. Do, yeah. I, do I need to get up my saxophone and play that for you? Because I yes, can. Yes, please do. Yeah, for the love of yes. God, yes. yes. Really? Sax me up. I don't know if I yes. want to. I'm nervous. Come on, you, you, you can't offer epic sax, man. Yeah, you can't. epic sax, man. <laughs> Absolutely. I do you have to find the, the saxophone session. though? It is somewhere in the garage. Oh, I start, I start the next session. Start the next session. I promise. <laughs> I'll, I will, I'll open next session with. All right. It's going so to be our it. intro song. Needs it's, to be a. It's going to be so out of tune when we're in the midst of Curse of Strad, and it's like, get ready for Curse of Strad. Strad, Strad, quick as a Strad. Have you seen any good anime? It always has a my dog's barking me pipe intro. Yeah, and then it wants to kill you. Yeah. That's true. That's true. All right, I'm going to give you the pan flute because I don't think you've got the pan flute, do you? Uh, I, I can flute. You can flute. All right, you're flute. even. Okay, you've got, yeah, you've got your starting equipment. Oh, my God, the yikwila. It's hilarious. Uh, all righty. Lumi. That's all right. I'm not doing the sax guy anymore. I promise. I've stopped. <laughs> hey. Oh, my God. I'm still in trouble. Unbelievable. Come here. This reminds you of Lonely Island. Fucking play something, sax man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You know when we're I quoting that. I that, but I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you can, you can tell me to play something. You, oh, and, and you can you. you can also respond with fucking sex guy as well. That's absolutely okay. Fantastic. Um, alrighty, so. Um, how are we doing with character backgrounds, instruments, starting equipment? Um, I, th- I can't see anyone else's character sheets missing anything. That's all looking good otherwise. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I'm on. I'm, I'm the worst optimized build of all time. Ready, ready to roll. Let's have a quick look at your character sheet just I'm so excited. that I can enjoy how optimized, unoptimized you are. Just, I, re- I really want to get the full full effect. We've got strength of 13, dexterity is 8, constitution's 8, intelligence is 12, wisdom 16, charisma 16. Okay, so you're going for a very interesting druid build. Yep. <laughs> a very charismatic um, druid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cool, I love it. No, no, no. I absolutely, I love it. And um, the good, uh, the good thing is to remember as well that you have advantage on saving throws against spells, being a satyr. So that does come yeah. in handy for a lot of this stuff. So yeah, yeah it's, it's really good. 
not the end of the world. Your seven hit points does concern me a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah, no, okay, I think hit points hasn't one, quite yeah. gone. Uh, no, no, it has, yeah. Not, that's right, yeah. yeah. Oof. The wizard has more health than the druid. Wow. I have a nine in con, Thomas. Yeah, he's got minus one. That's abysmal. That's actually abysmal. Look, I could probably sink some charisma and get my con up, but I'm... See, the plan is to wild shape, in which case none of the physical stats yeah. actually matter. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so in that case, then, you could take one for. off your strength. You don't need 13 strength. I <laughs> what about your do, strength? You I don't do, need in that. fact, need 13 strength. He needs 13. Oh, so you can multi-class. So I can talk to Grinner a whole lot more as we okay. adventure for a little okay. bit. I wondered that. I did wonder that. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. You're going to go the... Yep, yep. Uh, angry the bear. rage bear. Yeah, <laughs> the angry yeah, bear. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic druid meme. I love it. Um, alrighty, so we've got all of your characters made. Now's the time to weave together a little bit of a backstory for all of you. Now, the idea is I'd like to have some common thread that is woven through the tapestry of your lives that binds you all together in some way or another. So Grinner, we know, has done a lot of travelling around the place, as has Jared's character Luther. So. Mm-hmm. And there is also... They're I'm both just, humans as well. They're both humans. Yeah. They both are wearing very similar garb. And on top of that, I've noticed <laughs> that my design of their face actually has some similarities. Um, now, Wait, because what? this is... So there are some similarities in the design of their face as well in the artwork oh, that I did. Oh, right. Um, so, here's what I'm thinking. Um, Luther, you... Can you tell... Uh, in a metagamey way now, we're, we're outside of the <laughs> right. roleplay. Can you okay, tell yep. us what race you are playing? So I'm actually a dampier, so yes. half vampire, half human. Yes, yeah. okay. I I personally do kind of like the idea, because we know that given given your history, to be able to own a firehand and the way you're dressed, you are probably someone who's come from means and from money, but having access to guns and being well-trained in them probably means you're a bit older than you look, quite a bit mm. older. Um, Gunpowder's kind of fallen out of favor a little bit um over the last sort of like 80 90 years in nostea as magic has kind of taken over a bit the advancements in gun battle right. have fallen behind as magic has sort of pushed to the forefront of of interest and expedition so to be interested in that to have proficiency in that to have such such highly skilled training in that would indicate that you might be a little bit older does that fit in with your idea of luther that he's actually oh, yeah 100 than what so for everyone looking at him he probably looks more like 28 but he's a lot closer to 210 okay fantastic still only got to level one yeah (laughs) well here's no here's what i'm thinking about that here's what i'm thinking i wonder if you've been asleep for a bit of time maybe having run out of blood or been that's why i was thinking Mm. as i was like as i was having my guy go around doing things um, he definitely got the training up in guns and stuff, so he has some means to protect himself. But his investigations and stuff around towns weren't like I'm clearing out dens of vampires. I'm doing more like odd jobs. Like I might come to a town and they might just ask me to like just you know maybe be on watch for like a week or something from like for bandits or something like something like, some very simple things. Maybe even go to a town and they ask me to clean like do the plumbing. Yeah, more of an odd jobs. Like I'm definitely an investigator. I still try and take those ones. I'm a van tasker. I I also like to do odd jobs because I need money. Yeah. Okay. Because even though I come from means, I am not so. Um, I I like you personally don't have the the wealth. The backstory is without getting too metagamey. Like, but like 
because he's a dampier when he sort of turned into a half vampire he felt like, like a little ashamed so he doesn't really see his family yeah. much and he's sort mm. of excluded himself something else that could so, explain that yeah. as well is if if you've been maybe maybe in the past you were a bit higher level but your transformation into a dampier has robbed you of some of your strength and skills has has corrupted you in some ways and pu- pulled you back and you're still sort of learning to handle these new dampier instincts maybe that transformation took a bit of time maybe that wasn't something that happened instantaneously maybe there was a period where you were in like a comatose or a status where you it was thought it could be dead. like in, instead of me like maybe like honing my skills in those adventures maybe it's me mm. just trying to find a Relearn. cure yeah okay um, yeah so it's not so much not, like i do these odd jobs to keep alive but i'm searching for a cure i'm not really honing my skills per se in combat and such i'm just going around like doing my employing my investigation yeah. skills and going from town to town trying to find something because something to help me and in that in that sort of like goal i sort of came across uh lysander the goddess of the sun who actually was able to help me halt the vampiric um disease so i'm that's maybe that's how i sort of thinking now like i've been journeying around doing our jobs to keep alive and keep myself fed and that actually might help prove you to lysander as well sort of he's given you this gift to help slow the infection but you need to prove yourself worthy of that as well yep and by helping people and, by going around assisting people because he is a, he's a lawful good god yeah that is a way of proving your worth yeah that actually works really nicely okay so that cool, makes cool. that makes sense for me to still be around but be a level one because i'm yeah. not so much like doing a lot of like this is probably more my more four into combat now i guess like yeah. moving forward but like i have had experience in it yeah. just been doing a lot of odd jobs helping out people and trying to find a cure so that's probably leans it Perfect. more into my investigation stuff okay so you've been you've been traveling around a bit we know grinner has been doing a lot of traveling around as well um i think it's definitely not out of the realms of imagination that you two have actually bumped into each other in one of these towns grinner traveling through looking for a place to kind of escape from your past would that be fair to say grinner yeah absolutely you've mentioned where a few did... times that you're an ex-soldier so i'm getting the sense yeah. the x is the the strong part of well, that where sentence did, where did grinner grow up uh, wherever you did. <laughs> Where I did. Well, I, I did grow up in Oxenford. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that he grew. He came from Oxenford. His family's from Oxenford, but he left there so into my family. the mercenary life. Mm. Um, I, so basically, like I got bitten, and then that's when I left Oxenford. So twenty-eight yeah. years I was in Oxenford, then I left. Yeah, and yeah. that was a uh, hundred and eighty years ago, if my math is correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. So like three generations ago. Cool, 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 cool. And um, yeah, yeah. Grinner's mum is still in Oxenford, and that's where all his money is funneled. He he just looks after his mum and and makes sure her okay. rent's paid and everything. So she could be like your great great niece or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Owen are talking about this. Yeah, we and did I a said bit it'd of be pretty. Hypothesis. I said it would be pretty funny if I was like your uh, great great uncle. Yeah. Yes. Great, great, yeah. Great, pretty great, much. Great. So I said potentially. So your name was Archibald, obviously Grinner, but potentially yeah. Archibald's great, great, great grandfather's brother. Yeah. So great, great uncle, great, great uncle. Yeah. Great, yeah. great uncle. Cool. All right. Jared, we'll just, say, we'll just say great uncle. Yeah. If Jared, if you're uncle. born first, wouldn't you be the uncle then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Jared's the great, oh, great yeah, uncle yeah, yeah. of Grinner. Yeah. He's, he's the, the grunkle. grunkle. He's the grunkle. <laughs> and like, I don't know how that will be discovered because I probably no, wouldn't keep tabs. But you no. might have like, maybe maybe somewhere down the line, you might find some old pictures of your family when you go to visit your mother in Oxenfurt. And then suddenly, because you've met me now, mm. my face might appear in one of them. And you're like, wait a sec, 
this dude is like 28 years old or something yep. he was sitting a... in that room but why is he in like, this picture from 200 years ago or 180 years ago yep. well you said you said you were from a family of means it wouldn't be surprising for someone to turn mercenary after their family loses that exactly means. yep and i'd yeah, say that's probably been, been excluded yeah yeah, I was going to say I've been excluded from it, so I haven't really had much of a play in how the families yeah. went Alrighty. after I left. When I was there, we were definitely a noble family of means, but yeah. over yeah, time, who knows what might have happened. Alrighty, so we've got you two a little bit figured out. Let's move on to the two people who spend a lot of time in the wilderness, because again, we've got two people spending a lot of time in similar environments. We've got Theodore. Yep, we've got Theodore who lives in the wilds, <laughs> and we've got Tithla who hunts in the wilds. Um, if both of you were in the similar area, you might have come across each other once before. Maybe Tithla one time mistook you, Theodore, for a, uh, a deer and uh, or a goat and uh, not really seeing you. As you like, were bent over, checking on some tracks, fired an arrow at you that, that pinged a tree next to you and you have encountered each other maybe a few years ago or maybe only a few months ago. Um, how much of a shared backstory we, we developed for you two is com- completely up to you two. But given that you're both living in the wilds and... and moving in the same circles i think it does make sense again not out of the realm of imagination that you might have actually encountered each other before small green lady did you why am i all of a sudden russian where did hello <laughs> i was are, looking are you having a little words. bit of an identity crisis here are you not I, sure I of who you are i think it is closer to an aneurysm <laughs> <laughs> I've got some. I've, I've got, got some king's foil for that. That'll help that. <laughs> in you. I'll just shove it up your nostrils. Let me. <laughs> green one. Um, were you the small creature who shot me in the ass with an arrow a few months prior? <laughs> no, that wasn't me. Who was that? That you can't prove anything. <laughs> and I healed it anyway. Wait. Oh, were you? Yeah, sorry, it was a bit hard to tell you because, you know, I was more focused on trying to get my arrow and not die from, you know, you. <laughs> Fair enough. I, look, I, I remember myself being quite gracious, but um, look, I, I, I'm, as gracious I'm sure as one could be with an arrow lodged up one's derriere. I'm, I'm loving I this. Was, uh, I'm loving this. Before you go too much further, did you want to have met each other or stayed in contact after that? Or is it literally just this one chance encounter in the past where you're like, oh yeah, I shot, I shot him in the ass <laughs> and then I ran away. That's right, I well, remember that. I wonder if Tithlin didn't get a letter to be invited. Oh, okay. Then from this interaction, perhaps you ran into Tithla again on your way to this meeting because uh, yeah, I'm sort of getting a vibe that do you know Tithla what? Be... Yeah, I'm just I'm getting a bit of like a Mr. Tumnus and Lucy vibe. And I, yeah, yeah. You, I'm you wondering kept if I like... hang out and I, yeah. I sort of just took took you under my wings. The little thing that bobs along beside me is yeah. forced company. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, she wouldn't leave you alone. And so yeah, so so the, actually, <laughs> I like this. I like this. Yeah, yeah Theodore. Well, I'm she... down with that. Yeah, she has just followed you here. Like, I mean, you you didn't question it too much when you guys left the forest together. You've spent quite a bit of time together tracking beasts. And, and you've, you've been trying your best to kind of teach Tithla when it's best not to shoot animals to eat them. Because there's, there's a fine line, right, between eating everything that you come across. Um, Tithla's goblin, goblin appetite is uh, it's hard <laughs> to satiate sometimes. She's goblin away. Oh, she definitely struggles with that lesson. Yeah. Um, and she, exactly, and it's one that you've tried a few times to yeah, teach her, and it's, it's, it's an not always been. It is a differentiate Harmony, exactly ecology balance. Um, and so, 
probably when you mention this thing about a letter, Tithra immediately responds with, oh yeah, I got a letter too. And you don't question that because your, your relationship's built on trust and honesty. Um, probably now as you're sitting here in this room, that, that moment has sort of come where you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> how, wait a minute. How did this guild know about this, this little goblin girl living in the woods? And how, why, why would they pick her for this role? <laughs> um, Azua does not seem to have noticed this yet. Um, apart from that initial question where he's like, why, why did we give you this advice? How old are you? He hasn't really thought much deeper than that. And you get a sense that that's kind of Azua's, it's kind of a fundamental part of Azua is that he's so excitable and so energetic. His mind doesn't stay on one topic for very long. And so he's already moved on. Like Tithla's gaslighting of like, yeah, I've got a letter. What are you talking about? Is enough that he's been like, well, I feel, I feel illuminated by that. I feel... I feel significantly gaslit. Yes, of course. <laughs> Indeed. Um, awesome. Okay, great. That's you two nicely sorted. Now, let's weave Jono into this, and Jono is going to be the link that brings the two groups together. Now, Jono, you've been investigating good and evil from a study mm. perspective. Would there have been yeah. any examples, perhaps, where you might have headed out into the field to watch certain events happen? I'm thinking, given that Grinner is an ex-soldier potentially witnessing acts of evil on the battlefield might have been a good opportunity to get an understanding of evil. So I think um, I think that can work. Um, I Tell us more, yeah, go. Mm. Um, Jonah would have come from a, like a fairly privileged background. He would have yes. been like being paid guards to take him to different places. He grew up in um, in like the library studying like he was provided for. So maybe he paid and used the services um, to, to be escorted okay. out one time yes. and check out yeah. a re- yeah i mean that, that works perfectly for going yes. out to a, a little town and checking out this evil or good thing that happened um, yeah, i mean also a, a mercenary band loves being paid to take people places yep he's very true do that he likes money <laughs> grinner and grinner especially if it's like if it's the job is escorting a noble from a to b and being paid grinner's like oh peace, peace. no fighting involved yeah, done. How easy is that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Okay, beautiful. Okay, so that ties Jono to Grinner. So you, Jono, and maybe maybe Grinner's one of those ones that because he is fairly reliable, like he's not that expensive. I'm assuming Grinner would be reasonably priced for his services. He has no self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, I mean, from that standpoint, fairly cheap. Again, like pretty reliable. Grinner looks tough as nails. And as a bodyguard, that's kind of what you want. Grinner's covered in scars. He's got, it looks like someone tried to cut his throat and the dude's still going. Like, in terms of like warding off an intimidating, pe- do you have um, do you have proficiency in intimidate, Grinner? Because if you I don't, probably I, should. I think we need I to organize. Should. I might. You maybe we should, should. Maybe we should change the deception. Back you know, you to do. You, oh, you do. You do. You've got intimidation. It. Yeah, I was going to say. No, you should. He just doesn't have high charisma. So. Yeah, but you do have. Okay, you should have proficiency in intimidation because you're a scary looking dude. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, Johnny, you've hired Grinner a couple of times, um, and probably as well. Maybe you've actually hired. Maybe you've actually hired Luther to investigate things for you. Maybe you've been, I need to track down this book. I can't find this book. Here's this guy who is proficient at finding things, investigator. I give him 10 gold pieces and he comes back with my book and a very full wineskin for some reason, but I'm sure he put the money to the book. I'm sure the book was what he was It's a smelly wineskin, but it has... Yeah, (laughs) it's been buried with a corpse overnight. So it doesn't um, even have to be buried. He is a corpse. It just has to sleep next to it. Yeah, you cuddle it. Oh, we might have found a... It does say it does say interred, which means you have to be buried with it. Interred is like put into a coffin or a a crypt. Call your house a mausoleum. Yeah. Yeah. Job done. 
the snorzily and it's where I get to snooze. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry about and that. And I think it would sorry, make children. perfect sense for John to hire Grinner as the bodyguard and then get Luther in as the guide. The investigator. So that would make sense for us to all have at least done one or two jobs together. Perfect. Okay. So that, that ties John really nicely to you two. Now, I'm going to say um, um, it's, uh, it's uh, Jonal. 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 Jonal, thank you. Jonal, Jonal thank you. Jonal. Yes, yep. please yep. correct Sorry. us until Jonal. we get it right. Jonal. Yep. Johnny, yep. And what species is Jonal? I'm just writing it all down. He looks He looks um, human. Looks he human. looks okay. human, yeah. yeah. But he right. always looks human like he has promise. like... But he's a bit, he's he has a bit like radiant. air perfection, yeah. Yeah. Like and, there's this radiance to him. Light, light blonde hair. Silver irises, did you say, Tom? Um, yeah, silver. Yeah. Do you know what's throwing me? It's because your name's Tom and your character's name's Jonor. Jo- but I want to say no, Jonah. 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 But I want to say Tom yeah. <laughs> because I can't stop oh. myself. <laughs> Jonah. 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 Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna spell Jonor. it in my notes. J O H N O R. Just just phonetically, so I get it right until I get. Yeah, like like let's do that. No 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 no. It's okay. I'm just gonna do that for me. It's okay. I'm just gonna do that for me. Um, because I've got you. I've now got your name on all of the artwork on all of the like overlays. I'm not changing that. I'm done. So I'm just gonna do it for me. Alrighty. Now, how can we tie? Jonal to Theodore and Tithla. Um and do we have could that, to could that be one of the things that were investigated was these two some weird yeah. event happened in the town you like, Tithla's done creatures. something stupid and you scared could, someone it could even be if you want to keep the two things separated but have Jonal I don't know how to say the name properly Jonal connected is maybe Jonal. like maybe the the caravan <laughs> maybe so maybe like me and Gruner aren't there but like as his like caravan was going along like a track, they hit a bump and then the wheels come off. <laughs> and then maybe you know one of these two guys in the forest heard it and have sort of gave some assistance. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. I I, I don't mind that. I'm just trying to think as well. I want awesome. I want to try and the tie that brings you all together. I kind of want it to be what drew you to the attention of the Tempest Guild as well. Oh, so more like we're all included in one if, sort of. May, maybe not. Maybe not all included in one sort of thing. But I want to. I I'm like the idea mm, of, so uh, let's just, assumption that Tithla's known um, Theodore for a little while, like yeah. maybe even before the letter came about. Definitely yeah. before the letter came maybe, about. They've known each other for a bit now, yeah. yeah. If Tithla did something stupid and scared somebody and Theodore's trying has tried to help Tithla get away with whatever it was that was like some false alarm that someone's been did. misconstrued as like a monster yeah. attack and and now okay. we're investigating yep. Yep. some yeah I mean, I know you were joking, Haz, about earlier, like, you're not going to Scooby do it too much, but actually you, your shared backstory <laughs> is that you're <laughs> Mystery Incorporated. A goblin riding in on, on, on a bear into a town. <laughs> it's literally, it's yeah, going to be... Yeah, a goblin warlord coming in. <laughs> it was a goblin girl all along. Yeah, and I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you bloody humans. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> but the fact that I, I, I can't transform into a bear. Exactly. No, okay. okay, no, I, I like that a lot. Okay. I could if I wanted to. No, that's that's awesome. I like that. That actually works quite well. So Tithla, yeah. um, let's say um, actually I'm I'm gonna yeah I reckon maybe Tithla, you came across an owlbear that was already dead. Skin of an owlbear, very very useful. But being quite a small goblin girl carrying all that owlbear skin, and obviously you want to take some of the head home with you as a trophy. You're sort of holding the head above your head, the rest of the cloak wrapped around you of this owlbear skin. As you came through some bushes, townspeople saw what looked to be an owlbear approaching their tiny settlement. Chaos ensues, panic ensues. This monstrous 
floating owlbear head that seems to drip blood as it goes. This this monstrous creature. Um, these are simple folk. They're not used to this. You hearing the screams, you sort of get a bit panicked and you drop into a bush trying to hide. Because you are so stealthy and so dexterous, you disappear. So from their perspective, it's a ghostly owlbear. It has vanished in front of their eyes with no warning. This causes some alarm. <laughs> what do you think, Jack? Think- I can see you thinking. Yep. On that, Titler would have heard all the commotion and then dropped it and then gone to help yes. see what the problem was. Yes, so in she's blood. innocent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, completely like, what? what's going on? And your, your parents wrap you up and, and, and sort of like, oh my God, are you okay, Titler? What happened? Are you, well, you were attacked. And you're like, yes, I was attacked. Yes, I'm, I was, getting, I'm getting I was, some. I was in the woods. I was hunting and I, I found the skins and, and then I heard the commotion, so I came to help. Yeah, awesome. Okay, John, a word reaches your ear of a new type of monster, a new breed of monster, a spectral owl bear. It appears at dusk, haunting people who travel through the woods alone. Those who see it evil, man. does. Those who see it are struck with a sense of fear and terror, and a knowledge that they soon will perish at its claws. This interests you a little bit. Like, you're like, okay, yeah, cool new monster. Might be worth having a bit of a peek see what that is. And maybe maybe this is how you finish your thesis. I mean, you've been looking into the difference between good and evil. This could be a good, like, initial paper to publish. A new monster that you have discovered, that you have classified. This, this could be how you kind of get your name out there. Grant money can be hard to come by, even though you are from potentially wealthy means. You're, how old did you say you were? You were sort of like early 20s, I think you said? Um, yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay. <clears throat> let's yeah. say 22. Your, your, father, your father is not stoked with your interest in this academic pursuit. He sees this as a bit of a waste of time. He wants you to follow in his footsteps as a merchant. You have been threatened to be cut off by your family if you do not seek gainful employment and, and throw away this waste of your time. This is how you get grant money. You can prove your father wrong. You can get your you can get a grant. You can be funded by the Oxenfurt Historical Society to, to investigate this new creature this is how you make your break, and this is how you prove to your father that he's wrong. That's right. You've got daddy issues now. Sorry about that. I didn't mean that. That's how it happens. Surprise, daddy issues. He can do it. Yeah, they usually are a surprise. Yes. Um, so you, you head out there with Grinner. Obviously, you want to make sure that if you're going to be attacked, the dude is I'm covered in safe. scars. Yeah, exactly. Like, the dude is covered in scars. Like, he's probably taken I'm going to do it before. myself. But I'm going to use my parents' money to protect yes. me while I go and do it. Yes, and you're going to also hire, uh, hire Luther to investigate while you stay in the town where it's a bit safer. Um, <laughs> you had a small $1 million loan. Yeah, <laughs> small loan of a million gold. I like that. Look a small this 22-year-old got into the property market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I built Turnip Tower. Um, so as you, as you have a bit of an explore, Luther, a bit of an investigate, you actually stumble across... Uh, you stumble across Theodore, who's wandering the woods, recognizing an opportunity to maybe get some local knowledge, some some clo- uh, some cloven hoofs on the ground, as it were, to get some information from uh, from Theodore. Question him about this mysterious owlbear. Uh, Theodore's not heard anything about this weird owlbear. And just as you're questioning, a little goblin girl steps into the clearing, hears you talking about this owlbear, and goes a bit pale and looks a little bit nervous <laughs> as you come in. <laughs> Did you have anything to do with this, um, Albert? No, I I was just out hunting, and then I came, and there was all the and the commotion, and I was very scared. But did you see the Albert? 
No, I don't think anyone saw it. It's it's really weird, Theodore. She's wearing a lovely new cloak. It looks to be made of owl skin. Hell! <laughs> this could only be a coincidence. Um, I am sorry, what? sir. It appears you have wasted wasted your good time coming out here. There is only... <laughs> A, this a isn't slightly... a ghost owlbear. This is just a normal owlbear. It was a ghost owlbear that was the problem. <laughs> Gaslighting again. Yeah. I love it. Inside. Yeah. Well, no, Tithler believes that. Yeah, Tithler <laughs> believes that. That's fair. Yeah, uh, let's please let's let's get an insight check. Um, Grinner, you're there as well. Let's say that you're there with uh with. Yeah, I'm um, definitely gonna do an insight Luther. check. And yep. stinking of gin too, by the way, Grinner. Right now, okay. after <laughs> much travel time. What yeah. do you mean, the ghost owlbear? Uh, so that's okay, a six that's... for Grinner. Grinner, yeah, she's she's telling the truth. She's got no idea. Like it, the myst- the mystery remains unsolved. Um, All right, <laughs> Luther. Uh, yeah, this this goblin's wearing an owlbear skin. Um, I mean, two plus two equals four, right? So <laughs> she's looking pretty nervous. Not in your Grinner, it does. No, in your I in your. Of, I sort of uh, <laughs> checks out. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk up. I'll sort of squat to lower my like self to like uh, the the goblin's um, height. Well, so you didn't see nothing at all. I didn't see anything. So answering the question honestly, I like it. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah, I can't say if I know this or not, but sorry, I thought you were going to ask a quick question. (laughs) (laughs) Sassy, right? Got a cheeky little bish. (laughs) What about to my home? (laughs) you are just following along yeah <laughs> you live in that farm remember we, we, we covered this you're meant to go back to there but you six and a half months now <laughs> Mama, your parents are worried pretty worried <laughs> I was accused of kidnapping at least three times. <laughs> no, it's Borat. It's Borat. Yeah, at no, least three times. Not times. <laughs> not the oh kidnapper. God. All the box. I'm, I'm sorry. What was your quick question? <laughs> so, why do you have a uh, why do you have a Elbear um, cloak? Well, it's mine. You can't have it. The skin. Oh, I just found it. Oh, where did you uh, where did you find that? It was just on the ground. <laughs> Points. Um, given your previous insight check, Luther, she's not lying. She's keeping some parts of the story to herself, but I mean, she's not she's not lied yet. You but do she's not murder this, Albert. She's not trying to be deceptive or leave things out. It's just sort of a youthful innocence of. She answers directly the question. Well, that's the question. I yeah. was on the ground over there. What more do you want? Did How you did they... harvest said cloak from the Elbear? Well, yeah. How else would I get it? Of course I did. And did you have a part to play in its death? I mean, I was there after it. Did you? We have talked about this. Have a part in the death. <laughs> Killing the forest creatures is 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 not a good thing. Oh, whoa. I did it the last time, Theo. I is that enough? Oh, I'm bored right now. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's kind of inevitable. I get it, man. All accents devolve to Borat. Yeah, it's true. It's fucking true. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't kill it. I just found it. And it, you know how hard the owlbear skin is, and the cloak, and 
while it's warm and cold and so yeah well do you have any uh, information who might have killed it I it looked like there was just a lot of teeth marks in it I, d I don't know what happened I just found it. right you wouldn't know anything about that would you not at all I oh, sort of damn. stand up uh, walk back over to Grinner well I don't think we're going to find what we're looking for out here so suppose right. we go back back on the cart then off we go off we try nice to meet you lot they, see um, ya they come back to Hello, you Luther and report a tiny goblin girl wearing an owl skin cloak but she probably had nothing oh. to do with it and uh, I we... will tell because oh, yeah. the whole Jonah, thing yeah. was I'm investigating this for John though uh, I would definitely go to him and say that that girl like that goblin girl was suspicious as hell <laughs> cool that's what, I, that's what I was going to say so Jonah they come back and they're like yeah yeah um, 100% because like... I'm an investigator like I'm not the one that's like at, like apprehending them I'm just I've been hired to find out clues and point them in the right direction and now they have that direction <laughs> Yeah. Nothing aggressive though, right? They're just out there. Uh, fuck knows where she got it from, <laughs> but she didn't do. I don't. She didn't kill it. There's no fucking was... way. Jenna, you know that you pay one of them to investigate, one of them not to, and it's very clear which one you don't pay to investigate in this moment. <laughs> As the dear mum, you're subconscious. That's what Jonah's subconscious <laughs> is saying to him right now. <laughs> it's like, yes, I get my money's worth from guarding from Grinner, but not the guy's stinking of gin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been drink drinking a Ginny Weasley. It's just really out of it. Uh, but yeah, you, you get the sense that yeah, something more to investigate here, Luther. You sort of think to yourself, maybe this is time for you to talk to this little goblin girl and find out what she might know. You're, you're an academic. You might be able to recognise some signs of truthful information about this creature maybe incorrect information about this creature and so you tee up a bit of a time to talk to Tithla and get her feelings on the matter Tithla you're a bit nervous about seeing this, this wizard from the city by yourself I mean you probably need an adult there so you do bring along <laughs> Theodore with you not the parents. I'll, I feel like I'd probably bring mum for this one. You bring mum for this one. All right, great. Well, I'm going to be your mum for this one. So your mum is a <laughs> uh, mid-40s human woman, um, auburn hair, quite pale skin, some freckles across her, her cheeks, um, quite calloused hands from working in the fields. And uh, as as she as, as you guys like walk into this room that Jonor is is renting in the inn, it's like she's bringing you to the principal's office and you've got to like explain your behaviour, young lady. And as she sits you down, she looks at Jonor and goes... I, 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 I just want to say that I, she's really sorry for whatever it is she, that she did. <laughs> but, Mum, I didn't do anything. She, I'm, no, I'm, sh I'm speaking for you, Tithla. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you said you're bringing your mum. <laughs> um, Amazing. Oh, uh, it's completely okay. Um, as long as you're okay, that's all that really matters. Um, I just want to sort of understand what was going on. Um, where, where was this this heavenly owlbear can you like tell me a little bit about this uh, the the mother did, did you see the owlbear by any chance or was yes, it uh... yes I, I i did i did see it I, we were we were uh, we were actually looking for tithla she'd be she'd been out missing for most of the day she, she had not done her her chores for the morning tithla you still actually need to go back and do those tomorrow please i said i'd do them in the afternoon <laughs> well did you check that with your father yep he said i could 
He probably did, mm-hmm. actually, to be fair. Uh, well, um, we, we, we were in the fields trying to, trying to, actually trying to find Tither, and suddenly I heard these screams coming from the, 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 the eastern side of town, and as I looked over, I saw this, this lifeless head, mouth agape, beak open wide, sightless eyes covered in... Wait, 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 sorry, blood. Mum, what, what side? The eastern side? It's the eastern side of town. No, that's where I was. There wasn't anything over there. Oh, no, no, there was, sweetie. It was this, 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 like, apparition, like this, this floating head. And then suddenly, when, when people started screaming, it just dropped and now, disappeared. Mum, we've spoken about this out of the two of us. Who's got the good eyesight? I, why are you gaslighting me, daughter? This is... <laughs> <laughs> I was there. <laughs> why are you gaslighting me, daughter? Is... <laughs> it's a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt. <laughs> she doesn't say that, obviously. She doesn't say that. Tithla, darling, I don't know how you failed to see it. If you if you were really there, are you sure you weren't off running around with your... Well, maybe I couldn't see because I had the big head and the... The skins from this, and throws the cloak over her shoulder. Yeah. I had, that was all covering me, so it was a bit hard to see. Maybe, maybe that was why I didn't see it. It was because, you know, this was all standing up. Uh, Jonah, you think you have all the pieces of this puzzle? Yeah, <laughs> in that moment, he's, he's looking around like he's thinking to himself, "Oh God, is it just is it just this goblin with an owlbell over his head? Look, he's, he seems really nice. It's a friendly family, but I just spent." my monthly allowance on this trip. What am I going to do? And he's like, okay. He then starts to, um, do I, would I have detect magic at this point? Do I have uh, the, well, if, not that's, yet. if that's one of the spells that you have, then yeah, man. Yeah. It is a level one spell. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like, well, um, I have a, I have a way of just detecting if there's anything magic. Like, do you by any chance have that bow that, uh, was it? Uh, bear. A bear owl, did you say? Oh, you didn't grab that skin. I'm gonna just. You got the. Do I got the magic. cloak. That's what's left. Oh, but here, is it, you think this is magic? Yeah, that's what so it could cool. be. I mean, you might have found something really special. So I just want to cast a spell and figure out a little bit more. So um, at that point, takes it off and hands it over. Pull out the book, um, and Roy, he knows the spell. He's just gonna cast detect magic um, on the spot, and yeah. He like as soon as he casts, he's looking. He's looking at the at the cloak, like looking for anything there. So, Jonah, when you cast detect magic, what what does that look like for you? Do you um, weave some symbols in the air? Do you pull your things together and then open it up to create this like mirror to look through? Do you wave some things Ooh. over your eyes? Yeah, what does it look like? Let's okay. let's get some let's get some personalized spells. Um, I'm gonna say um, so. There's a source of magic. Um, it's gonna be coming from within it's not coming from his face it's coming from within the cloak it sort of like radiates out through the hood so you know it's like coming from the back somewhere um and uh he's going to be doing detect magic um it's going to be something that radiates out so for this one it's just going to be a sphere out it's going to like gas out basically okay um, Fantastic. it's going to be a white yeah whiteness yep awesome as this as this sort of like aura sort of moves out e- even faintly visible to those who aren't gifted in magic so um i would say all of you witnessed this um except for <laughs> except for theodore who wasn't brought along for this <laughs> but everyone else is there sorry theodore um yeah that's right um Tithla picked her mum over you um as as this very faint aura of light moves over but anyone who's trained in magic sees this a little bit stronger things that are magical begin to glow ever so softly with this this light uh, this white light as you have a bit of a closer look jonah and you, you focus on the cloak you see no signs of any magic whatsoever. It's a completely mundane animal skin. 
Hmm, I'm quite interesting on why I don't get anything from this one. I think mm. you would see, though, if you're turning it over, probably yep. written like where the tag would be, super awesome magic cloak. <laughs> no, no, no. It's cloak of invisibility, but it's spelt wrong. <laughs> it's like cloak of invisibility. Invisibility. Yep, nice. Um, he flips open his book and says, oh, I do the symbol A, symbol B. And I'm like, can I have a look at that book for a moment now? And then he then grabs it and spins it over and sees the, the really harshly engraved, yeah. like kind of cut through the, yep. and yeah. Um, and he, um, he, he stops and he's, oh God, what am I going to do here? Oh God. <laughs> um, Realizing that it's not been a particularly great use of your time or, or uh, efforts <laughs> and then he and then he stops and he turns he looks more at the um sorry um little friend what, what was your name again it was tithla yep yep tithla you're um you seem to be quite you you're quite magic aren't you you have a lot of power power within you don't you i i well my mom says that it's annoyance and stubbornness and not listening inside of me but yeah i think i'm pretty magic and awesome her mum, who's sitting right next I... to you is sitting right there next to her goes well i i don't i don't say that that's you can't you can't tell other people i say that's awful Tithla. i don't say that about you well i i at this point he's having a, he's having a crack in his head because he's like am i going to tear apart um, uh, this mother and the child but geez <laughs> i really do need this to work and he's like well um Tithla, i think um you, you show a lot of potential for me, and I have an inkling of magic. It's very, very faint to detect, and I am a wizard, so I do know these things. So would you like oh, to... Wow. Um, I could um, use maybe some of your special skills for uh, later works. No, I'm okay. Thanks. <laughs> Perfect. Because <laughs> we we do we do know that Tithla does follow Theodore Try to Oxford. So actually, it, is, it is quite funny that, like, as you guys meet in the room... Jono, as you look over and you're like, oh, jo- Jono, sorry. As you look over, you're like, wait, that's the goblin I tried to recruit who's like, who turned me down. <laughs> like, turned me down cold <laughs> previously, like six months ago. Um, he then, he's going to try and step it up. Um, oh, so okay, he's got go. the cantrip of light is one of the um, inherent racial treats of an Asmir. Yes. He's like, well, I think there's uh, actually some bit of glowing from inside of your, um, oh, what's he wearing right now? How is he dressed? So she, yeah, so she's Sorry, she's wearing she, sort of yeah. she's wearing sort of a yellow tunic underneath, and then a blue light blue overcoat. Uh, Jacob, how would you describe? I think when you were describing it to me, you said quite light. Um, yeah, very light in wears, yeah. colorful but color earthy, nature more naturey than earthy. Yeah. Okay. What my my goalie here here is when he puts on the cloak, I'm using my light cantrip touch part of the cloak inside and i'm going to try and make it look like he's glowing from the inside that's that's his way jonah's jonah's way out of making him believe he's got some sort of power within him okay so jonah as you cast light on this cloak tithly you put the cloak on suddenly the cloak's glowing with this holy effervescent golden light that shines about i think it's 10 feet that it shines brightness yeah it's a short light yeah it's not very long (laughs) it's this this holy radiant glow around you tithly I would like to roll yeah. some check to see whether people would freak out <laughs> yeah. or be excited. Sanity. Okay. 
Yes. I'm not going to make you roll a sanity check. Uh, no, do you know what? For the sake of it, can you please roll me a sanity check? Um, yeah. So this is this is you confronting something that you do not understand. I have set the DC. Yeah. DC set. Could you please roll me a sanity check? So click on the skill and it will um, show the, uh, it will do the skill. Here just the that one. plus zero? Yep, exactly right. Um, you're going to see a whole bunch of dice just roll through. I'm just going to move. I'm just moving something off the screen so we can still see the, there we go. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Ooh. 11 that fails the dc of 12 oh. could you please oh, decrease there was a plus there's plus things i think i passed the wrong thing oh so your sanity should be yes actually this is yeah let's double check that you've got your sanity set up correctly so tithler if we open up your so it had strength that's no. probably should be yeah so so we'll have to let's modify your sanity really quickly so it's 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 either your intelligence or wisdom plus your constitution so what is your uh, your intelligence is higher than... No, your wisdom's higher. So do you want to take the plus two from your wisdom? Great. So, and then your constitution is also plus two. So you get a plus four to every sanity roll that you make. So that's in there. And I've now fixed that up. I will fix up all of your character sheets and add your custom sanity. So let's do that really quickly. Okay, so that would have been a 14. 14 passes, yeah. So, so you, oh you pass your sanity check with, with ease. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you... Plus 10, my bad. Wow, plus 10s, that's a lot of sanity. Um, ignore I'm that, just, ignore that. That's okay, I will. Um, John or yours is plus 5. I'll just go through and add all of your sanities right now really quickly if you're happy for me to just quickly do that. Yeah, um, please, yeah, please, you guys keep role-playing in the background while I add those in. Um, okay, so I would have casted the yeah um, light cantrip on the inside of the Kirk cloak. Um, when it goes on, it radiates from like his shoulders sort of down around his head and down to the ground. Um, we're in a we're in a room which is going to be fairly like moderately well lit, but it's going to be like bright light there, so you know, um, kind of celestially, you know. I feel like Tithel would then say, "We would catch it out of the corner of our eye and go, oh, Mum, Mum, you're glowing, Mum, where you're glowing? Where's it go? Oh, what's, what's going on? You've got it in you. I believe you've got the light coming from your cloak. How did you do that, Tithel? Oh, this is on me." Oh. Uh, what what happens if you uh oh, hang on can he can he dismiss um with a action yes yeah you can you can just okay. cancel it as a free action yeah, okay what uh Tisla, what happens if if you if you take it off and imagining the light disappearing I wonder if the light will disappear okay you, you try that right she starts now? to slowly take her owl bear cloak off and yeah. politely yeah. fold that up and yeah. place that and... nicely because she's learned properly then takes her pack off and nicely places that in the corner then takes the outer cloak off and again folds that nicely and places it squarely in the middle of the owlbear cloak, then gets to the under, under cloak that has the light on it. And then she just tears it off and starts waving it. Well, at the point when um, I thought it was going to be on the owlbear cloak, but whatever point, whatever thing has got the light coming off it, when you have it to touch comes off your to skin, make it, you have to touch to make light happen. Um, so to activate it, it was yes. touching, leaning in, and then yep. I imagine it was action to dismiss. Yep. Do I need a touch to dismiss as well? So, no, no, not to dismiss, but anytime you want to give to, to create the light effect again, you need to touch to. Oh, I was going to dismiss yep. it as it leaves his body. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. The... Yep. Yeah. So, as so, Tithler yeah, takes off the like. cloak, yeah, as Tithler takes off the cloak, you just mentally you stop channeling the power through it and the light fades immediately. Yeah. And then she continues to the, her celebratory wave of the cloak. Look, mom, look! I think Grinner will probably take a step forward as um, she starts waving a cloak around. around too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tithel's mum, who I am going to name uh, Aubrey, um, 
sort of is getting a bit like realizing things aren't so getting a bit intense right now. She's like, oh, okay, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, Tisla, calm down. She's like grabbing your hands, like, yes, uh, um, thank you so much, um, uh, Jonah, was it? Thank you. We we have we've got a lot of work to do back at the farm, but thank you so much. For your, for your interest in Titha. I'm pleased to hear she's not in any trouble. And and absolutely, when, when she's a little bit older, we would love for her to, to receive some formal education. Do you have a card or a business? She's like trying to control Titha and like calm her down. <laughs> Do you have a... Uh, we, we, yes, we would love to get her I'm some sorry, medical training. I, I, um, I need to go and do my chores. Um, that I didn't do this morning because I forgot, so... Wait, hang on. You said, um, that, you said that your father had given you permission to do this afternoon. You little brat! I did... Did I say that? <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jonal, are we done here? Um, he's, uh, jo- Jonal's compromising his val- his values here, his morals here. So if that, in fact, is sanity, you know, so be it. He's going to then reach into his back pocket and he finds like two more <laughs> gold. <laughs> okay. It's like, well, if um, this could be a little bit more convincing i could take him just to to study his magical properties so you're, you're free to buy a child so i'm going to the npc is going to say this uh aubrey looks at yep. you um are you are you trying to are you trying to to buy tith that you're trying to purchase my child <laughs> No, I'm not trying to buy. I'm just trying to temporary borrow to study because he could have some magical properties, and I, I really need this. And he's like, oh, he's t- he stops and turns, <laughs> he stops and turns around, and he's like, I've gone too far. This is too much. And he's, he, he got, he's like, no, I can't do. This I'm anymore. sitting in the room as well, and like, me and Grin are there. <laughs> yeah, you and Grin are there, and probably at this point, you're like, hmm. I think we're both a bit like sort of expect Jonah to try and purchase a child on this trip. (laughs) I think I think we're both at the back of the room. Like I can't see for Grinner, but I'm probably like I think we're both there, just sort of absolutely just staring at this like as this this situation just starts like spiraling, (laughs) Um, and we're just sort of sitting there with like confusion almost. Like what's this is taking a turn. That's Tithla. how I'm taking Tithla, it. Tithla, you're like, wow, I'm worth two gold. Uh, Aubrey, your mother, is like, <laughs> okay. It's like pushing you out the door, like, bye, thank you. Jonah, as you turn nice, around and look nice back at the wall. Nice to meet you. You're all great. Yeah, thank you. You're a lovely woman. Thank you. <laughs> very nice here. Please Jonah, never come I here again. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jonah, as you, as you sort of turn around a bit dejected, being like, oh, fuck, that, that, was, that was too far. Like, I, damn it, I, I knew it's always too, I either go too far or not far enough. On the back wall of the inn, is a length of wood with bits of green holly growing out of it. Your detect magic is still up for 10 minutes. It's mm. it's faintly glowing with some sort of conjuration magic. Ooh. Um, so he composes himself, just sits there and is like, people are standing there, like facing the wall from everyone else being like, okay, what did you just do there? You um, tried to, you're almost going to study a child. Um, okay. They don't know who you are. They're not going to be linked to your family. It's, it's fine. He looks at the other two, um, uh, Luther Grinish and shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, just, uh... I just do like I just do like a really awkward like wave. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chapter for evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, there's actually. Yeah, that's not my that's not my best here. I'm sorry, guys. I just that was handled. Yeah. Could could have gone better. I've been complicit in a lot worse, to be honest. <laughs> 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 <Fuck>. Noted. 
Um, I I didn't get nothing from this uh, detect magic. If we can sort of, I look up to the wherever you were yeah. suggesting and say, can, can we um can, can you look at this as well, please, Luther? It's it's um, it's mounted on what looks like maybe it was a walking stick or a quarterstaff, and it's been it's been like held up over the wall, and you can see there's actually a small plaque underneath it, Jonah. And as you as you have a bit of a closer look, and I'd say yeah. probably Luther, you see this as well being investigating. Well, have a bit of a look. I would probably yeah. to like. So I'm going to do this in a way where I use my climbing speed because I have a yep. climbing speed of 35 feet at the moment. I'm going to do it or it almost looks like unnatural in a little bit, but I'm very dexterous. Like I have high acrobatic skill. So it looks almost like I find little handholds and you're sitting there like, yeah. how, does it, okay. how does he... Okay, and then I get my magnifying glass and have a look at whatever it is. Yeah, uh, it, it looks to be maybe some sort of walking stick or length of wood with, with holly, fresh holly growing out of it when it's not sitting in the ground it's not got roots or any sort of system it looks like dead wood but then these holly leaves growing out of it and you can see underneath uh luther a little plaque saying um the stick of radagast the wise um i i detail that yeah. um so yes this staff i should say the staff of wait so this so this has a bit of magic to it does it yeah it does yeah, yeah um i noticed the um the type of magic or was it I'm not sure what um, conjuration. <laughs> I noticed a little bit of um conjuration magic on on this. Um, do, are you familiar with conjuration? It's like a. I'll, I'll let you go first. Sorry. Um, probably not. I'll a huge be honest. Training yeah, no, yeah. I would. I've probably like heard. I, I've seen like magic before, of course. Like you know, oh, yeah. and on my travels, but I'm definitely your experience not, like, magic breaks things or makes things, and that's like your definition of magic. I definitely don't. I'm not. I don't have any magic prowess. Um, but I, I saw, I'm going to look around and see if it traces to anything. Yeah, you can't you yeah. can't pick up any any faint. You, you're sort of not getting any sense of it. But as you have a bit of a closer look, the fact that these leaves are growing on this on this staff that's weird. That's that's definitely you, you like yeah, it's yeah probably magical. Also, Grinner's just eyeballing the publican right now as we're like climbing halfway up his wall <laughs> and examining this staff and. He's just looking threatening as if just stay the fuck back, we'll be gone soon sort of concept. Yeah, the bartender who's behind the bar is like cleaning glasses, looking down like, I'm not involved in this. I want nothing to do Don't notice I have children. Don't notice I have children. This little hand comes around the door. Dad, he's like, shh. You know what, magic, it never were. Yeah. Grin is literally on the other side of the bar, just leaning over this guy, looking at the top of his head as he's... He's just cleaning glasses, looking down. Um... Yeah, I, but I mean, while he's not looking at the staff. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I see this is like I start with, I drop my voice because I hear, I notice there's other things going on, like, oh, well, it's got a bit of conjuration magic, like sort of creates things, like ma- it just magic makes it appear. So um, I want to in- investigate with Arcana. Yes, yeah, so oh, I already know what it is. Yeah, I'm oh, going to jump down as well. Yeah. I'll be sitting next to, to our friend here. In the in the interest, because I know we're sort of hitting our two hour, we're a little bit over time. In the interest of, I just want to know um, to speed this up a little bit. Uh, would you steal I this? Take it. Okay, yeah. cool. I thought I need something. <laughs> he needs um, something. Okay, uh, all I need is an intimidation check from Grinner to uh, stop the uh, the bartender from acting at all, and um, that's all we need to know whether or not uh, <laughs> this goes down. Um, I'd say with advantage, oh, no. Grinner. Oh, would you with roll? Okay. You've got advantage. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen the roll come up one. yet. Oh. That one, it's just come up now. 11. Um, Damn. You know, plus one really sucks. It should go off his strength. Maybe it should. Yeah. Think about it. Charisma should be a split skill. It definitely isn't like... 
It isn't like he's like that's he's something he's like proud of. About it, yeah. You know what? He's just yeah, covered in scars. He just sits there. Intimidation. You, yeah. You I think the rule is that intimidation can be charisma or strength. Mm. Oh really? I like that idea. I don't know you've, how to change it, but I like that. You've persuaded me. I'm gonna do it. I'm doing it now. So we're gonna switch it to skill stat override strength. There you go. Mm. Right. So that's a plus five. So no, no, you don't need to. You can you can keep the previous one. So you mm. rolled a ten. Plus five is fifteen. Uh, that is yeah. Cool. You, you just Grinner just stares at this bartender unblinking. <laughs> like one eye blinks <laughs> and then the other eye blinks. Yeah. And Behind the, um, his tiny little glasses. Yeah, but then but the magnified. So the eyes are like bug eyed <laughs> looking down at him. <laughs> the bartender's just like. Ah, ah. I think I think I need to fetch a barrel of ale from the cellar. You yeah, two, you do that. You three, you three, stay. You, you, please enjoy some comforts. I will be back in half an hour. And he, look, sweetheart, I'll look after your fucking bar. <laughs> disappears below. Um, Jonah, you you take the staff, you take it back with you to Oxenfurt and study it. Um, you do you do learn a little bit of magic from this. Um, it does it does help Ooh. does help broaden your broaden your information, and it is what actually helps teach you the find familiar spell. That you have. Oh, nice! Perfect. Perfect. Yes, that's fantastic. I thought I, I thought I'd find a way to weave that in. Um, you do not learn from this Tithla at all. There is no lesson here for you apart from do whatever the fuck you want, and it's <laughs> hey, great. She learned her value. Yeah, I did learn my values. No, you didn't. <laughs> Tithla learned her value to two gold pieces. Tithla learned her values. Yeah, you, you, you learn nothing. <laughs> you get to go back and tell a great story to your good friend Theodore, um, who believes probably about sixty percent of it because your version has a dragon appear halfway through, most likely. Um, I, and at the, the end, the, the least believable thing is that someone would offer two gold pieces for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's at offered, least three. Would you say that? You to leave me alone. Would Theo say that? <laughs> no. Harrison the player would. I say it's the trees. <laughs> yeah, later on. Um, so when you were all brought together again in the in the sitting room of uh, of the Oxenford, sorry, of the uh, of the Oxenford chapter of the Tempest Adventuring Guild, the Night Hall uh, Manor, um, there, there's sort of a, a moment of shared recognition around as you as you all know each other. Now, what we're going to do to wrap up is each of you is going to say a little introduction. I would like you to, and I'll give you an example. Essentially, all I need you to do is to introduce who you are, the player, who you're playing, and, like, if you want to say their class, or if you want to say, and I'm, I'm skilled in, in stealth and um, traversing the wilds, or if you want to say, I'm a, I'm a ranger. Um, you can also say your race, if you like, as well. You can say, like, for example, I am um, Azua. I am an ASMR monk, the way of the open fist. Uh, if you've got a subclass. You guys don't have a subclass yet, so we might save that subclass bit for later on. And if you also want to uh, add a little bit about your character history, you're more than welcome to. But if you want to keep it nice and short and sweet, probably the easiest way to do it is just say, Hi, I'm Owen. I'm playing Azua, uh, an ASMR monk uh, who is skilled in hand-to-hand combat. And that's all you guys need to do. So there's no pressure. And this will be playing at the intro to every single session uh, that we run so that you guys don't have to introduce yourselves every single session. So don't stuff it up. I mean, you've got infinite goes, so don't get too panicked. Now, I've got all your cameras open and large on the screen um, so that I can see you all super, super easily. So if framing? we want to start, who who's ready to rock and roll? I can see Raph yeah, looks ready. Fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> Raph, please introduce yourself. Do you want to do my Dungeon Master one first? I can do a Dungeon Master. Yeah, go on. Hey there, I'm on. I'm the Dungeon Master of this ragtag group of heroes and victims. Oh, sinister. <laughs> yeah. oh that's it that was short it's nice and short <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about me I talk enough in these things it's true hi uh, my name is Raf uh, I am playing Grinner a barbarian human 
running from his past as an ex-soldier now turned mercenary. Beautiful. Who's ready to go next? I can see Jacob leaning into his microphone. Sure. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Titler, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Medical <laughs> genius is a <laughs> stretch at level one, but I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Um, awesome. Uh, Jared, you're a dab hand. Off you go. Perfect. Hey, everyone. I'm, I'm Jared. I, um, I'm playing the character of Luther in this uh, campaign. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in um, firearms. And yeah, a bit of a bit of an investigator. Uh, he's a damn peer, and I am the great 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 uncle of uh, Grinner. Perfect, absolutely. And Tom, you got a big smile. Let's wipe it off your face. Right. Off you go. <laughs> 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 yeah. I won't fail this one definitely. Um, g'day, I'm Tom. Uh, I am playing uh, Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the quest to learn a little bit more about good and evil in the land uh, as naively as he goes about this. Ah, uh, fuck that one. God. No, 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 that was fine. <laughs> that was really good. Fun. That was fine, that was fine. All right, go again, go again, go again. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. recording, so I'll, just, right. I'll take the second one. So let me just do this so I know which one sure. I'm taking. Take two. Has the stream ended? No. No, 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 Great. Right. We've right. we've had some we've had someone comment a fighter that specialised in fighting. <laughs> said fighter that specialized. Did someone say that? If if they did, I missed it, and I'm so sorry. I don't think brilliant. I said that. Firearms, a fighter that specialises in firearms. I'll make sure it's really clear in the audio recording if I need to. Oh, is it? Was it not clear? Did it sound? Like no, no, no. Fighting? I did sound clear to me. LG gun sounds going. I'll have the American flag oh, wave up behind you and like <laughs> a cowboy hat on. Yeah, he's really got a cowboy hat on his character up. Joint it's like it's like one of those like political ads for like American politics. I'm a fighter who specialises in firearms, and I fight for you in Parliament. Um, yeah, sorry. Oh, Tom, Liz Trust, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. That's Quits. it. Um, Tom, <laughs> please, would you like if you want to have another go? You can. That's what it, was in my it, head yeah. when he was talking. Yes, yeah, so I think I think he just heard fighter that specialized in fighting, but you definitely said fighter right. that specialized in firearms. So it's all okay, thank God. Right. Take two for Tom. Okay. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. Perfect. Love it. And bringing up the rear with his goatee little legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's Theodore! Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursar, the satyr uh, druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's sort of unwillingly taken Tifla un- under, his, under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll actually do my genuine serious one. I wasn't... I was, I was joking when I was like... You guys are my victims. Um, and I'm. Oh, yeah, we were all joking oh? too. That's yeah, fine. okay, cool. All right, we all get to go again. Um, yeah, oh, someone said you should do it in your characters' voices. Mm, nah, I'm happy if you guys to do it as your player you voices because you're introducing like, yourselves um, and your characters. Yeah. I like the way they did their names and then put the accent just on the yeah. the, the name and character. That's good. That is good. Maybe we can. Too bad it. I didn't do that. Oh well. <laughs> or me. No, or or me. If, if anyone wants to re-record them, let me know now. We can. No pressure. I think I think your intros are really good, and we will re-record them again when you hit level three because you will say your subclass as well. So it's only going to be for right. the next couple of sessions. So don't panic. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, right, and fine. I will do, and I'm on the dungeon master of our Curse of Stride campaign. Perfect. That's it. 
Awesome. Well, I think that's everything we needed to touch on for our session zero. We will start up the story with session one. I'm actually pleased we got to do a little bit of role play and a little bit of backstory creation with your characters tonight. That was awesome. I had something a little bit different in mind, but this worked out way better. So I'm updating my new session zero rules to basically do this instead. Um, what did you have in mind out of yeah. curiosity? So basically what I was going to do was similar to how we started, where I was weaving in a bit of a backstory. And then I was actually going to have you do a little shared adventure in the city as you are now just to kind of like reaffirm reaffirm mm-hmm. those bonds but you guys jump straight into portraying the past and i was like shit go for it that's great that's that's fantastic and um that works really really well and then it just kept evolving and growing so i thought yeah boom let's uh let's keep it running and i, I really liked it i thought it was brilliant uh, i was perfect. really trying to get no. that um like backstory with our goblin joining us then and there i was like no nope, this isn't working but it works very well for <laughs> yeah, it works with really his... well it yeah. does goblin it does work really yeah. well and now and now it gives you a really nice like backstory as to why things might be slightly awkward between you well, no but no <laughs> but only only tithla's mum would have really cared so because like, tithla doesn't care that you offered two and gold for it i think jonas would have realized that it's like oh wow the world isn't simply good and evil it's like he straight fell into that yeah, maybe it's, it's a good lesson. Yeah, that, that people are capable of great good and great evil in different situations. Sometimes when they're in a lovely bar in a small village, they might find themselves trying to buy a child. It just happens. <laughs> <laughs> just it doesn't happen to anyone. Yeah. It can happen to anyone. Really? Um, well, the consolation the prize the consolation yeah. prize is that we, he also stole the, uh, the stuff. Yep. Yeah. A, I swear so, to God, if you're familiar with like a tiny little child running around, like a little cherub, I'll be real unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty I'll funny I'll make it whatever you dislike <laughs> okay nice um, awesome well look hey thank you so much for joining us for our session zero um, this was a new style of session zero which we, we were trying out tonight I think it worked really well I actually really like this this style because it gives us a chance mm-hmm. to bond the characters together to bind them together with um, these threads of a shared backstory build them as a team so you guys actually really nicely complement each other in terms of your proficiencies I think you actually as a team cover almost every single proficiency score individually across across the board which is awesome well yeah so and, and that just happened as you guys were doing the role play and as you guys were going through that that backstory creation so that's awesome yeah there's actually not many proficiencies you guys don't cover which is awesome so that's really good and and we did it all without metagaming which i love um look at us roll mostly. i know look at you guys go um all righty well Thank you so much, everybody, for coming and joining us. Oh, we've had someone ask if uh, if I can give you the, the thing of how I ran a session zero. Yes, you can. It's right there. It's in the chat right now. It's on our wiki. If you want to see any of the custom rules that we're running for Curse of Strahd, um, they'll be in the description below in the wiki. You can access that and go through the Curse of Strahd to access the homebrew rules. Um, we are running my modified Sanity and Madness table, which we got to have a little taste of tonight. But um, it was a joke taste of. We're actually going to be diving into Sanity much later on. It's very, almost not a joke taste. <laughs> almost not a joke, though. Um, alrighty. So, thank you so much, everybody. We will see you all again next Monday for our next session of Curse of Strahd. And I should say our first actual session of Curse of Strahd. We will be jumping right into the adventure and getting going with the story beginning of next session. So, thank you, everybody, who came and joined us. If you've enjoyed this, give that video a like if you can if it's on youtube if it's a podcast give us a thumbs up or a star review or whatever the equivalent is um show us some love help us out it, it does help us out you know the drill everyone knows the drill give us a like subscribe smash you know that like button smash that like button tickle that subscribe <laughs> button um nope. cup cup the nope. five star review um <laughs> so um we will see you all again next time so until then stay safe stay well and we'll see you again super soon oh and tyranny of dragons this wednesday So don't go too far.
All right, everybody. Farewell. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Thank you.